Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Awakening Universal Minds. My name is Brother Beniti, a.k.a. Brother Michael. Uh, i got Brother Ravana Noon with me this evening. Uh, again, if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome to the show. Uh, this is an occult, metaphysical, left-hand path, origin of ancient Egypt, alchemy, metaphysical show. It's not a religious show. Uh, I'll make that clear to newer listeners if you've never tuned in. Uh, I'm not really concerned with religious beliefs or dogmas or relevant on this path. Uh, this is a path of self-deification, which basically simply means you controlling your your destiny, uh, you controlling uh, or the governor of your spirituality, not not giving yourself over to something or somebody where they're doing the, uh, you know, governing of your spirituality. Um, that's what this path is about. This path simply, um, again, is you creating it on your own. Uh, you taking responsibilities uh, for your successes and also taking responsibilities for your failures. Uh, it's not about worshiping anything external or giving credence to anything outside of yourself, um, that's totally contrary to what this spiritual path is and represents. Um, having said that, we also like to give a brief introduction. So, again, that's for new listeners, not not our regular listeners. We've been tuning in for a long time. Uh, you pretty much know what it is we do and what we're about. Um, what we also like to do is briefly give a brief introduction of ourselves, uh, a background. Uh, I'll, I'll go first since... I'm already speaking. Uh, myself, Brother Ravana Noon, who will come in a second, we, we've pretty much uh, walked all the paths that we talk about. When I say that, uh, a lot of the metaphysical occult paths, of whether it's OTO, uh, the Rosicrucian Order, Martinus, Masonry, um, most of these esoterical orders and, and still members of them, again, not because it's mandatory to join any of these orders, because it's not. But if you do want the experience factor as far as teaching about them other than getting secondhand opinions and reading, which most people do, unfortunately, and have no fucking clue what they're talking about. Um, so we've walked those paths uh, basically just to gain the experience factor, and we encourage other people uh, to do the same if that's, you know, the route they choose to go. We've also uh, deal with in Palo, uh, you know, going worship, uh, IFA. We've been initiated in that and walked that path. Uh, all the leaders to where we are now, which is the left-hand path. Uh, which pretty much is the path um, that really supersedes all in a sense because there is no limitations to it, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, the left-hand path, again, is just a terminology. just want to make this crystal clear um, because when people hear left-hand path, um, they automatically associate it with what we call modern-day European Satanism, and it has nothing to do with that. Uh, the origin of the left-hand path has its roots in ancient Egypt. All one needs to do is go back to the pre-dynastic Egyptians, uh, prior to the 20, actually prior to the 21st and 22nd dynasty, uh, when you deal with the cult of Set on back 
to the fourth pre-dynastic dynasty of Pharaoh Unas, who practiced various methods of absorption of the gods, or what we would call today vampire magic, which we're going to talk a little bit about that also um, today. So it's left-hand path in a sense symbolic. It's opposite of what we would know as right-hand path or mainstream. It doesn't conform to the norm. It doesn't do what everybody else is doing it. Well, it's doing because that's what is taught as the norm. It's just a, it's a symbolic term that basically stands for the individual will not conform to the norm. They will make that decision uh, as far as their spirituality and path is concerned on their own. So that's what the left-hand path means because I've gotten some emails on that. Well, what exactly is left-hand path and what is right-hand path from some newer people? you know, that are just kind of uh, stumbling across this path. That's all it means. Just uh, don't get caught up in the titles. Dude, those are just titles and descriptions to just help you kind of understand, just like any other culture where dogma has a has a uh, title or description. Um, so that's kind of where we're at. So having said that, I'm going to bring Brother Ravana Noon in, um, and he'll introduce himself and give you a little history on this background. All right. Uh, this is Brother Ravana Noon. Uh, as my good brother Benito was sharing, uh, this... this uh, show is not for the weak at heart, feeble-minded, the religious-minded, the paranoid, the conspiracy theorists, and things of that nature. This show is about uh, you, if you're seeking to master yourself, to overcome yourself, to deify yourself, this is what this show is about. We go into dark energy, dark matter, dark abyss, of yourself into your subconscious mind and how to reprogram and decondition yourself to uh, become greater than you were yesterday. One of the key elements of the left-hand path is to challenge yourself every day to become greater than you've ever been. And in order to do that, you have to be able to face your uh, darkness, some call it the shadow self. You have to face your wounds, your trauma, your pain, your issues, your perversions, your secrets, things of that nature. You have to face them, confront them, and become the master of them. You have to learn what you really like and what you really don't like. What I mean by that is many of us think we like things, but we like things based upon conditioning from our family, our culture, our religions, things of that nature. We never truly discover what it is what we really like, don't like, or things of that nature because we never truly go within ourselves. We stay within or on the surface layer when it comes to dealing with ourselves. On this show, we go deeply into methods, uh, different techniques on how to actually confront yourself and what it means when you get there. Um, this is not a show about fairies and dust packs and all this um, puff puff the magic dragon powder. This is about you being a master of yourself without all the external trimmings to the point that you eventually will get to become the ritual. You become the living, walking, breathing, eating ritual. You will no longer feel that you must do a ritual because your very existence is a ritual and you manifest all of these things because you become a reprogrammed 
decondition master over yourself, your subconscious mind has been changed, and you start to manifest your reality. This is what we do on this show. As Brother Benidi alluded to, we've walked many of these different paths, whether it's uh, religious, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, whether it's secret societies, Freemasonry, Shrindom, Rosicrucian, whether it's African traditions, Lakumi, Palo Mayembe, Santeria, whatever the case may be. We did it for the experience so that we don't speculate, sit on the outside and theorize what it means, what this means, because we read a book. This is what it really means to work with this because we read a book. No. We go within so we can gain the experience and using then our true self, uh, the self that has been discovered within the dark, not the blinding light, we're able to uh, work our magic or our sorcery on another level based upon our experience. So this is what this show is about, and um, hope you stay tuned, and please do not be afraid to ask questions, do not be afraid to share. There's uh, an open forum here. It's not about holding on to what you've been wanting to say, holding on to uh, if you agree or disagree. That's your personal bullshit. If you agree, fine. If you disagree, fine. That's personal. But that has nothing to do with doing the work, okay? There's going to be things that everybody says you don't like. But sometimes when we hear things we don't like, it's because it resonates something within us that is really related to us. So we shun it or try to destroy it. This is not what we do here. So if you have something you want to discuss, you have questions, please do so. Peace. All right. Appreciate it. Uh, So which leads us to our topic. Um, Again, uh, the path of a black adept, there's many paths uh, or spiritual systems, practices, uh, whatever terminology you want to give. Now, we're going to go through some of them, you know, briefly. Obviously, there's too many to go into in-depth detail. We've done shows on some of the ones we're going to mention this evening, and and I'm sure we'll revisit some of them uh, in the near future because, you know, just doing a show or two here and there on them is, is not, you know, definitely enough of time to cover these systems. You could do, you know, weeks of shows. Now, working the path of a black addict, black arts, as we've gone over in the past, you have different, when dealing with black magic, manipulation of the subconscious mind, uh, we, we've talked about in the past, you have greater black magic, lesser black magic, uh, that ties into these systems. Now, again, understanding the precepts, this is important to understand, that this is about tapping into your subjective realm and making it a reality on your objective realm. That's the core foundation of, of, of this practice and how this system works. Now, you'll hear a lot of different terminologies affiliated with the left-hand path. You'll hear, as we did shows on vampire magic, which is a very important aspect of this spiritual path, uh, Luciferian magic, Babylonian magic, um, different types of necromancy or sorcery, uh, witchcraft, um, Get first and lock that out of your mind. Most of you're a newer listener, not for regular listeners that have been tuning in for over a year. Um, get, get all the spooky definitions out of your mind first and foremost, because when people hear those terms, they've already got the preconceived uh, mental conditioning, per se, through media, through Internet, through just through religious dogma, um, that when people hear those terms, they automatically go to those definitions in their mind if you're uneducated to this. This is our true spiritual system in practice, okay? This is the shit when you got all these 
different conscious groups out there, especially when we're dealing with Egypt, because um, everybody loves Egypt's the biggest thing right now, the biggest biggest uh, fad going in the last ten plus years now. Um, but nobody talks about the darker side of Egypt, okay? The Heka or the magic portion of Egypt. Um, so there's a lot of one-sided information on a lot of these cultures. Um, so all the aforementioned spiritual practices and systems are for one purpose and one purpose only. Here's the main difference that one needs to understand, understand, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, you get results. Okay, I want to say that again. It's, it's about getting results, not about, like, like you heard um, Brother Ravana Noon say in his introduction, okay? This is quite simply, okay, not first and foremost, not a path for everybody, but this is not a path where you wait for things to happen, okay? And if, you're, if you are in a spiritual system, uh, a dogma, a philosophy, a culture, whatever it is you deal with, and you're doing the same mundane shit, you mentioned something about challenging yourself. Okay, and I want to say, we want to start here because this is very important for a multitude of reasons, okay? Challenging yourself because if you're doing the mundane thing day in and day out, I don't care if you practice Ifa, I don't care if you study Kemetic, I don't care if you're doing yoga, whatever spiritual system you're doing, if you're constantly doing it repetitively and it's not providing you with consistent results, not mundane results, because I always get the, what I mean by mundane results is, oh, I feel better or it makes me a better person. That's all illusionary shit. I'm talking about stuff that it completely transforms your immediate environment. What do I mean? Finances, your living condition, your relationships, your sex life, uh, your physical conditioning. Uh, I'm talking about all the key components to living a successful life that we tend to focus on in right-hand path fluffy doctrines as if that's not really that important. If you're an individual that believes this world is an illusion, that oh, we're all just here and this is, this, this is a testing ground and this, we're not, so, you know, this is not reality and we can't be of the world, uh, kill yourself right now then. Speed up the process. Because that's just a scapegoat for being a failure. That's all that shit is. A scapegoat for being a failure. You may not think so, but trust me, it is. One has to master all of those principles. Okay, the objective of getting involved in any spiritual system, again, is about creating results. If you ain't getting no results on those levels, you can go to any spiritual system. I feel good. I'm a good person. I feel very spiritual. My meditations are wonderful. That's all mundane shit that really subconsciously is psyching yourself out. Because really, you're enhancing that environment and creating that energy within yourself. That's a whole other story. But the whole point is, we got to stop fucking with shit. Uh, you know, let's unite the people. Black people got to come together. We got to unite as one. That's all illusionary bullshit. Because this is the problem. We start chasing shit collectively when individually we're not getting our own personal shit together. So this is a path first. You heard also Brother Ravana Noon mentioned about addressing your shadow self or the dark. When we say dark aspect, we're not talking about no dark, dreary, negative, demonic shit. We're talking about shit that you keep obscured, shit that you don't address. Because in, in those paths of what we call fluffy or right-hand path, you only deal with the shit that you've identified or that you think, I should say, is great about yourself. You talk about how, you know, this is about I'm a caring person and 
you know, I'm this and I, I do this right and I'm so intelligent. But you never talk about, well, maybe you got a fucked up temper or maybe you're a terrible husband or a wife and you don't think you are, but you just cover it up with all that other bullshit. Or maybe you're not as great of a parent to your sons and daughters. Or maybe you suck with money. You can't hold on to money. As soon as you get it, it goes in one hand, it goes out the other. Maybe every time you set out to do something, it turns to shit, but you don't know why. Maybe you're attracting negative fucking people all the time, and you don't want to take credit. Maybe you put yourself in that environment, but you're blaming everything else but yourself. That's what we mean when we say about addressing your shit. We all, it also means this, because one has to start here on this path before they can do anything else. I want to make that clear. Sound mind, sound body is step one. If you're not in a sound mind, sound body, everything else after that is irrelevant. It does not work. So let's establish that shit. So the other aspect that you've heard us talk about over the last year and a half, two years, is addressing possible traumas that you might be aware or, or not aware of that might be impacting your subconscious mind. What do we mean? You might have a history of being sexually abused. You might have been physically abused growing up. Um, you might have daddy and mommy issues. Maybe, maybe growing up as a child, your mother and father or your father didn't talk to you with respect, and you think it's not impacting you. You might have been bullied as a kid and never quite got over it. And you might say, no, 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 no I don't think so. I know dudes that got bullied when they were 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 years old, and they're in their 40s, and they just found out now it's created insecurity issues in their life. Uh, I know a dude that uh, had an incident when he was in elementary school performing live in an elementary play and couldn't speak in public because of it for a while. I'm just giving you examples how shit from long time back can carry over and affect you in the very moment we're talking about right now. Bad relationships for women. And they don't understand why they constantly attract fucked up dudes and they're in bad relationships all the time. You know, these are things you have to address on this path because you're going to find out nine out of ten times where you practice any of these paths that are affiliated with this. If you can't start there, everything else is irrelevant. It doesn't work. I'm going to give a shit what it is you're doing. You can't hide from it. You can't go into, you can't become a Buddhist and meditate your problems away. That's just not a reality because it will follow you and it will pop up. It will come to the surface at the right moment in time. So that's what we mean when we say uh, addressing your shadow self, uh, going into the dark abyss, uh, tackling your personal traumas that might be impacting you from a child or even recent. It don't have to be as a child. It could be something that happened in the last couple of years. Um, and all these things affect us, whether we're conscious of it or not. This path teaches you to tap into that and address all of those things. You don't leave no stone unturned. It's not about picking and choosing what I want to deal with. I like this. I don't like that. This path is not about that. And this is what we mean when we say when you start dabbling in this and opening those portholes, when I say portholes, those gates of consciousness, or what we call the black flame, be prepared for abundant change, abrupt change, fast change. And again, as we've said a million times before, not change you want, but change you need. Sometimes it's what you want, you get, because it's what you need. But sometimes you think there's some shit you need, but that's, that's really not what you need. And it can be very transforming. It can be very intense. Uh, I've, I've, I've experienced it, and I've watched other people's lives literally be turned upside down from it. Uh, they were living lives, thought that everything was perfect. They thought they had the perfect marriage. They thought they had the perfect living situation. You know, they thought they had the perfect career. And it turns out they found out that wasn't their path, and something better came along. You understand? I'm just giving you an example. This is what this is about. 
So, again, abrupt change in results. If you ain't getting results, the shit you're doing is pure garbage. I don't give a fuck what it is. I don't care how many books you read uh, on Egypt. I don't care how much shit you studied or think you know. It's just information you got stored up in your brain. If you can't apply the shit, it's completely useless. Who cares? Okay, and we're not interested in, let's, let's, let's establish this. We're not interested in back-in-the-day bullshit. That's another itis that melanated people have. Well, uh, we used to be so great back in Egypt. Who gives a fuck? Okay, because that does absolutely nothing for us in 2016 going into 2017. I don't give a fuck how great we used to be. Let's talk about how great we need to become right now. That shit is irrelevant. Um, I don't know if you want to add something to that, brother. Sure, brother. You mean I can't be uh, Pharaoh to Hudi Allah and um, yeah, you know, sure you and, and call myself uh, Pharaoh God? And yeah. I, I, I will figure out and solve all my problems just because I took a title or a name? That's, that's, that's all you got to do. Yeah, dude, that's all you got to do. Yeah, if you do that, you're good. Okay, I was just, you know, I was just checking because, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, I thought when I took the name Allah 3759X that um, it was going <laughs> to transform my life. But, um, no, seriously, uh, one of the main things I think that people really um, forget about when they first start to endeavor or walk this path is that before you get into any really deep level of magic, sorcery, occult, spirituality, whatever name you want to use, it's fine, you should have addressed a lot of your problems and issues. It is essential that you do that because what happens is we have blockages as individuals, we have a lot of blockages, and we're not even aware of. And then right. we wonder why I did a ritual last night, and I'm not getting any results. Well, because you fucked up. Maybe that's one one part. You you fucked up, and you don't realize it because you've been uh, hiding it through superficial exterior layers. Let me uh, say what I mean exactly like that. Benidia alluded to that. We have a problem of maintaining an image, but behind that image is a broken down, tortured soul, okay? We walk around with the dashikis, with the anks, we walk around with the wrapped hair and the naturals and all this shit, but behind that, behind that exterior persona, that costume we have on, is an effed up individual. And this is why when a lot of individuals first leave Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, they start to venture into African traditions. And one of the first things they do is Kemet or Yoruba, Lakumi, Santeria. And the reason they do that is because it's African. Okay, that's, that's the only reason they really enter there because, see, they're still in the beginning stages, whether they would like to accept this or not, they're still at the beginning stages of their evolutionary consciousness. How do I know and how, how does Beniti know this? Because we started on our path probably about 18 years old. We're now in our 40s. So it's a long time and we've seen every freaking facet, every little stage of evolutionary conscious growth We've experienced it. 
we were in a pro-black stage and, you know, everything is black and brown, black and beautiful, melanin, this, okay, that's wonderful. But then if I was to ask you, well, brother, sister, how do you make your melanin work for you? They're dumbfounded. They're baffled. Brother, how do you actually cleanse your melanin? Yeah, there's an actual technique. Brother, how do you charge your melanin? Don't just tell me sitting in the goddamn sun, damn it, okay? Because if you're in the northern climates, you are actually um, experiencing low levels of sunlight, which are not doing shit for your melanin. So how do I activate that melanin to work on my behalf? Okay? These are the situations that we encounter on this path because the first stage is always to identify with something that makes your broke ass feel better about yourself. What I mean is, if I'm broke, if I'm feeling oppressed, if I'm feeling run down, the first stage is to blame something externally. The white man did this. The white man did that. It's all well and good. We know what was done and things of that nature. But you can't hold on to that all your life. Because what you have to understand is, When you really get on this path and understand sorcery and understand the seven principles of Tehuti or Hermes and you understand magic, you then understand that you create your own reality. So none of that shit really will affect you ever again when you learn that you're the master of your own life and nothing can hurt you or harm you only if you let it. So, on the left-hand path, we take, for example, black magic, which people shun and run from because, oh, black magic's used to hurt people, harm people. Well, see, that's one perspective of scary people because they're trying to keep you away from it. But when you really involve black magic and go deeper, black magic is really the, the magic or the science of your subconscious mind and how to alter, deprogram, and create a new paradigm within your subconscious mind. It is utilized to face yourself, face, for lack of a better word, your own demons, which usually are self-created anyways. And when you encounter this, you start to learn that, why do I use a candle? What is the purpose of candle? Candle is basically a process of self-hypnosis. If you really understand what you're doing, you'll understand that when you utilize a candle and you stare into the candle and that flame, you actually create an altered state of consciousness which allows you to tap into your subconscious mind and bring to the surface all the things about yourself that you don't want to deal with. Not the pretty shit. Oh, I'm this. I'm fly. I'm sexy. I'm hot. I'm this. Great. What about I'm fucked up? I have issues. I have problems. I'm a- I get too angry at this. I have these crazy thoughts. I have these crazy desires, things of that nature. See, we would rather sweep the rug, sweep that on the rug, turn away, and go to a, um, a masjid as a Muslim and dicker or chant Allah all day and night so I cannot face my own issue. And they will say something like, oh, Allah, save me and help me. Then 
five years later or less, three years, let's say, the same issue surfaces. Oh, see, that's the devil. Tempt him. No, nigga, that's you fucking up because you never faced yourself, and now you think something externally is tempting you when in reality that's you within yourself coming to the surface. You have to put the religion aside because if you don't, then what you'll do is you'll judge yourself based upon somebody else's standards of yourself. Meaning, you'll take somebody's standards like Islam, Christianity, Judaism, Buddhism, whatever, and you'll place those standards over your own life that have nothing really to do with you as an individual. On the left-hand path, you are your own God. You deify yourself above others. That doesn't mean that everybody is your slave or servant. That's not what we're saying. You deify yourself insofar as that you realize that nothing happens in your life until you decide to make it happen. You can do a ritual for love, let's say, and you have all the candles and you you draw the circles and you call on the goddesses of God or whatever you feel like doing. And you 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 do it all. The ceremonial magic is lovely. But that nigga still don't come. Why is it? Why is that? That's because you still are externalizing, not realizing that that's just one portion of the work is doing the ritual. The other portion is where's the action. Oh, you think I did the ritual, now I'm going to sit home five straight days, not leave my house, and some miraculously somebody's going to knock on my door, and she's going to say, oh, I'm your goddess from the past. I'm here for you, reclaiming you, my love. Really? Nigga, that's Hollywood. That's not reality. And that's the problem is that individuals do not understand that when you are working this path, there's a subjective work, which is the ritual, and there's the objective, which is what you do in the physical, what do you do in the physical to ma- help assist that to manifest? Don't just tell me, oh, I put it out into the universe, and the universe brings it back to me. Fuck out of here with that. Because first of all, if you really think the universe gives two shits about you, you're mistaken. That's a religious philosophy mentality, just replacing a Christian, Islamic, or Judaic mentality. If the universe cares so much about you, if nature cares so much about you, then why are hurricanes trying to kill you, tornadoes trying to kill you, winter storms trying to kill you? Why is super cold freezing weather trying to kill you? Why are animals trying to kill you? Why are mosquitoes trying to kill you? On and on and so forth. No. In the left-hand path, we understand there's an objective universe and a subjective universe. I am subjecting or creating my subjective universe to deify myself to not be controlled by the objective universe, but to control the objective universe. And there are sciences and ways to do that. But right. if we me, continue, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me add this because what you just tapped into also, and, and we've talked about this, that's also the process of, of the isolated consciousness, uh, basically what you just described. And that needs, to be, that needs to be talked about because when we're mentioning rituals, right, they, we keep throwing that term out there. And what is the importance of rituals? Like you said in the, in, in the, in the very beginning, you really are the focal point and actually are the ritual. I want to I establish that because no, well, let me explain real quick. You are the, center, you are the centerpiece or the focal point of the ritual, okay? 
I want to make it clear, when you are carrying out rituals, whether it's working with archetypes, whether it's working with sigils, um, they all represent levels of consciousness that exist within yourself, um, whether it's uh, the symbol of Baphomet, whether it's the Egyptian deity Tehuti, which projects consciousness of wisdom, whether it's Set, which is, represents that chaos and darkness, which is the most powerful to the subconscious mind, because as we said before, you've got to have the chaos and darkness to have the order first. Uh, that must be first, the chaos and the darkness. So I want to make this clear. So when, you say, when we say rituals, which is a very, very important part of what we call left-hand path or the occult world, uh, it's very ritualistic because rituals transform. So you're, you're, you're carrying out these rituals and tapping into this consciousness, tapping into this energy which is going to bring a transformation about yourself. And I want to make, want to make this clear. You are the sole facilitator that's activating that energy. So when I say a ritual, I just want to make sure everybody's crystal clear on that. You are not contacting something external, okay? If you look at it in that perspective, then we're back to this religious philosophy, this religious way of thinking, Okay. Even though a lot of these concepts and imagery are depicted as external, remember they are representations of archetypes. And when one approaches working with them, especially, especially ritualistically, it accesses within the individual when they're working that particular ritual that level of consciousness that it projects. Okay? Baphomet, as we know, which is probably one of the most popular symbols in the occult world, become very trendy and fatty, but, you know, unfortunately, fucking most people really don't know how to work with it. I hate to say it. Um, they just really don't know how to access it because they get caught up in just the imagery of it, and I think they get caught up in the, you know, the fashion aspect of it because it's trendy, and they really don't know what it represents. So let's make it crystal clear. When we're talking about, and, and all of these paths we mentioned in the introduction, be it you're going to find in Luciferian magic and vampire magic, Babylonian magic, Egyptian magic, or Heka, you're going to find out that rituals are the central focus of a lot of these spiritual systems. Again, not in a religious sense, because first and foremost, when one is carrying out a ritual, it must have an intent and a purpose. So one just doesn't go, hey, you know what, I'm just going to do a ritual because I feel spiritual. No, there has to be an intent and a purpose for that ritual. What is the purpose while you're carrying out anything? You've got to ask yourself that. What is the purpose why you do everything? Like, for an example, why do you get up every day? Because you get up every day because you want to fucking get paid and be successful. Let's keep it real. And if you're not getting up for that, you might as well hang up the phone right now because that's what this path is about, being successful. If you don't get up every day to better yourself on all levels, financially, spiritually, emotionally, sexually, physically, you want to be the masters in all of those venues. That should be your goal. Every day you step out of bed. That should be, today I'm going to get up and be the best I can be at every, I don't give a fuck if it's washing dishes. You want to be the best dishwasher. I don't give a fuck if you're flipping hamburgers. You understand? Flip that shit. You got to go, that's it, flip those fucking hamburgers. You understand what I'm saying? Because that's going to lead to something better. You got, look, man, I can't, I can't stress that enough. So anyway, I want to throw in there real quick. When we say ritual, that's what we mean. I want to make that clear. It has nothing to do with religious practices. Okay. Exactly. And people, listen to that closely. It's not religious. Ritual is just basically a way to uh, alter your state of consciousness 
for you to be able to reach to those hidden recesses within your subconscious mind, unconscious, collective unconscious areas of yourself. Sometimes you need a push to get there because we're so um, superficial or external in life that we get distracted by the outer trimmings of life. Now, trust me, on the left-hand path, we're successful on the subjective and objective realm. There is nothing wrong, and let me, I'm going to say this a few times tonight, there is nothing wrong with financial success on the spiritual path. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's right, brother. I'm going to say it again. There's nothing wrong with you owning some nice car, a nice place, your house. Uh, That's right. There's nothing wrong with you traveling. There's nothing wrong with you buying something nice, a pair of uh, pants, shirt, dress, whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. And if somebody who claims to be so spiritual tells you that's wrong, nine times out of ten, that nigga broke. I'm sorry. That's right. Broke, she broke, they're bitter, they're angry, they're upset because they're failures in life and they want to make you feel guilty because you succeeded. Bullshit. That's right. That's okay. right. On the left-hand path, we aim to strive to succeed in all endeavors of life. Like Brother Benini stated, we succeed magically, we succeed spiritually, consciously, physically, uh, financially, you name it. We endeavor to succeed and master all those areas of life. Anybody who tells you otherwise is a sick individual a bitter individual, or an angry individual, avoid them at all costs and run top speed away from that fool. Because and, and, it will lead and to let's them. throw this in there. I'm sorry, because we were talking about this. Today. Let's throw this in there, too, because, and this other bullshit about, quote, unquote, being loyal to the, to the cause. We got, this other, we got this other syndrome going around for, the, for a while now. Stop feeling, I don't I understand, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. What, what am I talking about? If you move out of the hood, you're not down with the cause no more. Yeah, yeah. So this is, a psycholo- yeah, this is a psychological ploy, like Brother Ravana Noon was just saying, uh, where if you're a melanated person and you better yourself, you start obtaining nice things, nice house, nice cars, and you move out of the hood to better yourself, you're a sellout. And then if you stay in the hood, you become fucking miserable and, 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 and bitter and and right, and we were talking about this this morning, and this is why most motherfuckers are unsuccessful and bitter and shitty mood and, and, and complaining all the time and are so angry at the world because I guarantee you, if they have steady money coming in, that bitterness would dissipate quicker than you can blink. Mo- check most of those people, you'll see. Most of your militants, most of your people that gripe, bitch, moan, and complain, they ain't got shit. They ain't got a pot to piss it. And, and Ravala Noon said something key a few minutes ago. That's why they want to take you with them in their misery. So yeah. they see you succeed, they got to come at you with all this bullshit. First and foremost, like, like, like was just mentioned, you are the company you keep. Let's establish that shit. I want to say that again. You are the company you keep. If you hang around with broke-ass, unsuccessful people that ain't doing shit, guess what you're going to become? Whether you like it or not, you're going to become broke miserable, and unsuccessful. So you have to keep all of that in context because, again, this is part of, of taking responsibility for your path. Because, again, we always, like, like Rick Romney said, we always want to, oh, oh, I don't have no opportunities because it's the white man holding me down. 
See, black people keep using that as a crutch in 2016 going into 2017. That's what we're talking about. We don't, we don't blame anything external for our failures or our successes. So you can't. you got to stop this shit. If you analyze why you're a failure, first thing you do, step one, analyze your environment. Look at the company you keep. Look at the things you do. Look at your patterns, your behaviors. Look at your work ethic. Look at what you're doing for a living. I guarantee you the answers will come there, not from because the white man, you think the white man is literally sitting down targeting you personally and conspiring against you that you're that fucking important? Yeah. I mean, what kind of fucking ego do you have to have, you know, first and foremost, (laughs) you're going to have that fucking mentality. Yeah. You'll find out it's bad decisions you've made, it's terrible company you keep, you're taking on the wrong career or profession, or you're not, you might be in the right career or profession, but maybe you're not applying yourself 100%. That's what we're talking about, okay? So it's about success. It's not about, you know, uh, eventually down the road, my, my pie in the sky is waiting for me. That's not what this path is about. This path is about obtaining the results now, okay? Now, some people you could be listening and, and say it sounds a little far-fetched. Well, it sounds a little far-fetched to you if you haven't experienced it. So we're not telling you by any shape, form, or fashion to accept what we're saying. We are telling you. Experience, experience what we're saying. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. yeah, very important. What's what's the most important thing about a human life? It is about gaining your experiences. This is what you're you're living a life in the human form for, to gain experiences. The problem is individuals tend to run from, shun from, or just completely... Uh, degrade or slander an experience because of fear, fear of the unknown, because of paranoia, because of many different reasons. But you're here on this planet to experience as much as you possibly can because with every experience, there's a lesson learned. Whether you felt the lesson was a positive or negative outcome is irrelevant because in reality, positive and negative do not exist. They are just varying degrees of the same thing in a goddamn experience. And you're going to perceive it how the hell you want it to based upon the final outcome. If it was favorable to you, oh, yeah, great positive experience. If it wasn't favorable, oh, shit, that sucked. But did it really suck or did you sit back and look at it and analyze it and say, well, damn, shit, I learned a large, valuable amount of information that leads to wisdom from this experience alone. People will tell you knowledge is power. I will I will argue with them all day and night, which I really don't because I don't give a shit what they think. But I will tell them knowledge is not power. Knowledge is information. Wisdom is power because it's what you do with that information <clears throat> that gives you the power. So you can read a thousand comedic books. You can hotep me to death. You can wear an onk the size of Flavor Flav's clock. You can, you know, shape your locks into a fucking onk, which is stupid and ridiculous. And I've seen idiots do that shit. That's some funny ass shit. Yeah. You can do all (laughs) the external trimmings, but... You'll come and talk to me, and you'll say, well, yeah, Tuhuti, brother. You know, Tuhuti is the god of knowledge, wisdom, uh, understanding, time, you know, uh, language and things. Okay, great. But 
How do you manifest or work with that energy? How do you activate it in your life? They won't have an answer. They'll just look at you like you're retarded because they really do not understand two shits about what they're really trying to reveal to you or share to you. And if you don't believe me, try it one day and see what they'll tell you. They won't know what to say because, first of all, most people just grab onto the beautiful aspects of Kemet. They grab onto, you know, the pharaohs and the gold and the, and the namuses and the and the, uh, the crook and the flail and, you know, the pyramids. All that's lovely, and they can break down the science of the pyramid. Yeah, brother, it's 2,546 point whatever. That's lovely, brother. Now, take that 2,546 point whatever and apply it to your life. See? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You'll hear crickets, they will look at you baffled eyes, or they'll say, oh, this nigga, they'll say a bunch of dumb shit. The point well, Ravana is... Noon, you gotta know, Ravana Noon, it's important that you know if the Metroneta was actually translated or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, that's, that's, that's all important. relevant bullshit, but it's utilized to make themselves sound deep, sound superior, to get some woman... You know what I'm saying? They, they they kick the doctrine, which is really doctrine. You know what I'm saying? What they're trying to give you is that, that oh, I'm deep shit just to get into your panties. This, this is just all this shit because I've experienced all that shit. I went through that shit myself for years, okay? I understand all that. But the problem is, how does it apply in your life and how can you work that shit? You, and if you don't know how, then you need to shut up. Why? Exactly. Because on the left-hand path, it's not about talking. Most people on the left-hand path, you won't even know they're on the left-hand path. They don't talk a lot. They're usually um, solitary individuals with few friends here and there. But they're usually solitary, and they work their shit. They work their shit every day in their life, and they see the results. Well, how do you see results? Okay, we've given you a lot of philosophy right now on what left-hand path is. Well, how do you see results? Okay. First step. First step is clear away the garbage. How do you do that? Quickly. Quick ritual. Write it down if you want to. Take a black candle, put it on the left. Take a right candle, put it on the right of your altar. Stare at the. Start with the red candle. The red candle is going to be the active candle. The black candle is going to be the absorbing candle. Okay? You take, you focus on the red candle, and whatever affirmation you want to say, make sure you go into asking yourself the questions. Why am I not successful or why am I successful? What am I afraid of? What is my fears? What is this, is that? Okay, just put it out there. Concentrate on that red candle and the flame while you're saying this. Breathe naturally but deeply while you're doing this. Then Focus on the black candle and say the same questions and watch the answers come to the surface. Now, are you ready for what you think you want to hear? Now, let me tell you something. This ritual may seem easy, may seem all oh, the shit. That's not special. Yeah, because y'all want some broomsticks and, you know, some fucking uh, demons to jump out and start dancing for you. No, bullshit. This ritual is deeper than you think because when you start doing it and you start and you get to the black can on the left side, you start hearing the shit. What you're going to hear is what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Let me say this again because this works for every aspect of black magic, vampire magic, Babylonian magic, uh, any aspect working with dark magic. 
you're going to get what you need, not what you want. One more time. You get what you need, not what you want. So when you work this and you hear these answers, that's what you need to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear. Now you get the answers. Write them down. And then start to confront each and every one of those things that came up. While you're still doing the ritual, meaning you're still in the ritual room, meditation room, altar, whatever place you do this at, confront each and every one of those things, issues, problems, situations, events, whatever that comes up, and confront them. And do not be afraid to do it. Some of the things that will pop up will shock the living shit out of you. Okay? That's right. It is, it's going to be things that you never really knew about yourself, and you're going to say, what the fuck is that? Okay? That's one step on how to do it. Another step, you can utilize a certain archetype. Some call them gods, goddesses. Simply, they're metaphors of archetypes, which are basically personality types of the collective unconscious and collective conscious that has existed for thousands of years, whether it's the sorcerer, whether it's the wise one, whether it's the the crone, which are, whether it's the mother, whatever the case is, these are just archetypes. And every culture has these archetypes, okay, which basically are metaphors for who and what you are and can be, Okay. So choose whichever one is to your liking. Many of you are probably going to choose Oshun because Oshun is so lovely and she's pretty and all this BS shit, right? Whatever. Choose who you want. Now, when you choose this archetype, you do realize that this archetype is manifesting from your subconscious not mind, not because that's who you are and you're great like Oshun, it's because that's where you're deficient at. And so the subconscious mind is connecting with the archetype energy and what it represents to correct the deficiencies in you and bring yourself into a greater balance. So don't think because, oh, shit, yo, I had a dream about, you know, um, Shiva, or I had a dream about, uh, you know, Tahuti, or that that's what you are. No. That's where you're lacking at. That's why it's coming forth in your subconscious mind, and you're connecting with that god or goddess, and it's manifesting for you to do that work with that archetype, that energy, to help clear away the blockages, the deficiencies, things of that nature. So you find that archetype. You find the colors that work with that archetype, and you use the candles. Uh, Myself... Benidi, at times we like to create a a triad or a triangle with the candles. That's right. With the deity, the god, goddess, whatever, in that, in that, within that triangle. And as you go further along, if you go into the archives of the show, or you have questions tonight, that triad is a triad of darkness. Okay, and that triad of darkness represents the tuch, which is darkness, represents anpu or anabis which is death, and represents sechmet, which is anger or hatred, okay? And it represents these three aspects because these three aspects are parts of human nature that we try to avoid or run from 
due to a lot of religious indoctrination. So when you have this triad of darkness with your archetype there, you then create a uh, chant or affirmation from your own choosing that allows you to get into an altered state of consciousness. The reason why you created an affirmation, a chant, a, st- uh, a, a statement or whatever the case is, is because the more you keep repeating it, it alters your state of consciousness to bypass the conscious mind and tap into the subconscious, unconscious realm of yourself, thus taking you to, into the abyss of yourself. As you're doing this, then ask, what is it of myself that I'm afraid of? What is it about myself that I need to work on? What is it about myself, this, that, and the third? You do that first, and then if you have any desires, you do that after the ritual because you need to clear that shit away first to work with that energy in order to manifest your desires. Then you go into the aspect of doing the the part of your desire, working with that archetype, and then you'll see the results later as opposed to just trying to get a desire and you're still all blocked, blocked inside, fucked up, not dealt with shit, right. and then you won't see really any result. And if you do get a result, it may be a minute thing or not at all. So understand, that, that when we go into this, we gave you the philosophy part, now we're giving you a couple steps to do um, in order to activate and experience some of what we're referring to. Right. Not Let me, just telling I'm you sorry, that I, I, we were I'm great. Sorry, I wanted, I, I'm sorry. I wanted to add this real quick before I forget, because when you were talking about, if, if, and I hope everybody's really paying attention to what you just broke down as you gave them some, some exercise and some examples, some, some rituals. Um, there's a lot of symbolism. You, you, there's a lot of imagery. And this, I'm, I'm, I'm stressing this because this is so critical. Um, if you were really listening, you were describing a lot of imagery. You were describing a lot of colors. You were describing shapes, different angles. That's the metaphysical aspect of this, the scientific yep. aspect. Um, there's, there's so many intricate parts when, when, when explaining a lot of these systems and, and, and rituals and how they work, um, the symbolicism of what they represent. And I want to stress this for a quick minute. We need to talk about this because symbols are very important when working these rituals and dealing with this path and this system, because you just you just mentioned a multitude of shit, I mean, tons of it, um, and one has to focus on the representation of what those symbols represent. You, I mean, you mentioned the triad of darkness, and you gave what they represent consciously and what you should be focusing on. You talked about death and darkness. You talked about um, uh, anger, emotions. You mentioned um, colors. You talked about red and black. As we mentioned before, the red and black, are the key colors when working the occult and the rituals because, as we know, red is, like you say, the active or the passion aspect, and black represents that darkness because it's always absorbing. And as we've mentioned before, as black is absorbing, it also emits what you charge it with, which is key. So there's a lot going on. What I'm trying to say is when you're working this system, and I could, you know, obviously I'm listening intently to, to what Brother Ruban is saying, but I wanted to stop there because I want to make sure that the listeners are understanding, I mean, he threw a bunch of shit out there and perceiving it 
is what you want to get locked in your in your mind. How you how you administer the information to your subconscious mind is going to determine what he just said a minute ago. You might have did this shit, and shit, you might have got very minute results, or you might not have got no results. Well, that's the reason why right there. That's the reason why I want to stop. That would be explained why, because you did not register consciously the information, the symbolicism, or the level of consciousness. It should have projected to you to carry out the ritual successfully, one, to get the results. So, I mean, there's a ton of imagery, symbols, sigils that was just mentioned in those rituals, and people should take note of that. So now moving forward, as you've got instruction to carry out, you've got the instruction, but you can get all the instruction all day. We can sit here and give you a million rituals to do, but the only way it's going to successfully work is if you carry it out correctly. If you sure. fuel it correctly, number one, if your intent is in the right place, and you're really absorbing what this represents because it's all, again, can't stress this enough. We've got to back up a minute now. It's all representative of things that exist within your subconscious mind. You're not tapping into anything that's, that you didn't have access to. It's always been there. What this is like, it's like when they say you need to do something to trigger or, or something, you, you know, you see something and it triggers your memory. Or you might hear a song. We always talk about this, like you can't remember the name of a, a group or something, but you hear something or somebody says something and automatically it triggers the thought. You're like, oh, yeah, that record was put out in 1988 by such and such. I remember that song. So there was something that went off in your mind that triggered the response. I want to focus on that for a second. This is how this works. Think about this for a minute. Again, let's back up. You hear a song. Think about a one-hit wonder song that used to be out, say, back in the 70s or the 80s or the 90s or whatever, how old you are. Go back and forth. There was always maybe an artist that wasn't popular long-term, but they had a popular song. And you go, oh, yeah, I remember that song. You remember the song, but because the artist didn't have long-term success, you don't remember the artist. So what do you start to do? You start to tap into my, oh, yeah, here, here's what happens. You start to go back to that year. And I'm telling you, you do this whether you're conscious of it or not. You go back to that year. You go, okay, it came out in 1986. You start remembering things about that year. Now, you don't remember the artist, but something triggers the artist. Then all of a sudden you remember, oh, I was at a basement party. And because something of a memory from that basement party, all of a sudden the name of the artist comes to your head. Because you tapped, you tapped into something that triggered the response. I'm telling you, this is how rituals work. This is the same thing. You're carrying out these rituals because you're trying to activate a certain level of consciousness in your subconscious mind. One, I want to say this again, it's always been there and never left. It's just because with all the conditioning and all the bullshit we've been exposed to and all the misinformation, we need to do something to activate it. But then there's something revolving, you said, in the early portion of the show it gets to the point where you only need to do rituals to kind of, like maintenance on a car. Let me explain this. Okay, you become the ritual where if you start just thinking a certain way and carrying out your actions, that's enough to do a ritual, okay? What tends to happen is the only thing you need to do occasionally here and there, it's like getting an oil change on a car every 5,000, 6,000 miles. So every now and then, here and there, you're going to want to do rituals just to keep yourself sharp and keep yourself charged. But it gets to the point where your thinking pattern now has been restructured. You start to think different. You start to feel different. You start to look at things different. You start to perceive things different. So now you're naturally altering your environment. You now can 
at will tap into your subjective realm and make it a reality on your objective realm. You'll start to see it starts to happen at will. It starts to happen naturally. And if that starts to happen at will naturally by the very simple, different way of thinking, the thought process. Okay, you start thinking different, and that thinking becomes like second nature. It just becomes you. And as you start to think, those things start to manifest. This is how this works. And again, one, and look, I'm not going to sit here, and Ravonna Newman's not going to sit here and paint the picture. We're not going to say that this is going to come overnight, okay, because it's not. Now, some people do grow faster than others because some people have natural abilities and vice versa. I've seen both. Ravonna Newman, I'm sure, has seen both, where we've seen some people who they catch on quick, they get quick results because they really applied themselves and they've connected. I've seen people that have struggled. They stayed at it. It took them a little bit longer, but they became successful. And then I've seen the other part. I've seen people just quit. And some, some tap into a certain point in this path, and they get scared. I've seen motherfuckers run back into the church because they start encountering stuff they didn't think they would encounter on this path. So it really turns them back, and they run in fear, and they go back. So you're going to you, – I mean, the hardest part of this is the transition period in the very beginning. I always tell people this. When you make the commitment and say, okay, I want to travel this path, and you really tap into the isolated consciousness and you start to separate yourself literally from everything that's had an influence on you. What I mean by that is bad information, uh, you know, bad food, bad people, bad environments. Even family members you might find yourself separating from because you found that they're a bad influence. Or you've come to the reality, like, for some reason, you don't understand, like, you just don't want to be around these motherfuckers no more. But this is the reason why. That transition period becomes very complicated and challenging. And I said, in that complication, in that challenging period, in that, you know, if you want to call it a certain level of suffering, not in a miserable, torturous way, but it's suffering, but there's tremendous growth in that period. If you can buy, if you can get through that period, because what happens in that period to a lot of people, they start second-guessing themselves. Maybe I should go back to doing what I was doing. Uh, I don't know. This is a little tough and challenging. Oh, I'm dealing with a lot of bullshit. Wow, man, shit got turned upside down. I didn't ask for this. All these things are going to come to the surface. I'm just letting you know. I'm not going to paint a picture like, yeah, I'm going to start working the occult. Boom, my life is going to be smooth sailing, peaches and cream, and everything's going to be A-OK. That's not how it works. So I always, I always tell people, and I always tell people to prepare themselves for that change on all levels. You know, you might, again, you just, you're going to start to see, like, people you used to love to be around. You can't stand the sight of them no more. And you can't, you know, sometimes you don't understand why. The reason for that is, is, again, you're going through a great change. That's what I mean when it says your awareness changes because what you use, how you used to look at their people and thought they had such great qualities, you start looking at them and go, damn, they're not really as fucking together as I thought they were, and vice versa. You're going to start looking at some people you thought were fucked up and they're like, damn, I thought he was crazy and he's not really that crazy. He actually was making more sense. So these are things one needs to prepare themselves for to deal with. And I've heard people say, oh, yeah, I got it, I got it. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear, no, no, I'm prepared, I'm prepared. And I've seen the flip side to it. I've seen them not being prepared for it. And I've seen them just not want to deal with it. And they get frustrated or they get scared and they just go back to doing the same old bullshit that they was doing. That's what we mean when this is about challenging yourself. Um, if you're not willing to do that, I've got to be honest with you. It's not, it's not the path for you. And we've said that just like anything else. It's not for everybody. And we, we, we understand that. But that's what this path is about. So in, in, in all that that was described, and, and Brother Ravonna Noon went in in depth and in detail, and I hope 
that people were paying attention in its totality, not just to what he was saying on the surface, because what he was saying on the surface had a multitude of layers that went beneath it. There was a lot of cult shit that was broken down in that short period of time. I just hope people grasp that because you need to connect with it on that level, not just, okay, Ravana, I heard Ravana Noon talking about a ritual on the show. So let me just go carry that. Okay, you said get the red candle, get the black candle. Oh, that we don't want you to approach it like that. Then it becomes systematic, and it does not become successful, and you will not get no results. And remember, I always say this. Before you carry out anything, let me say this. Any ritual, you should sit down and contemplate it thoroughly. Don't just go into it undisciplined or for the sake of just to do it. Let me just do it because I want to do it. That's hard. And I guarantee you 99.9%, you're not going to get any results from it. So you should definitely sit down, contemplate it, think about it, put some energy to it. Think about your intent and purpose. Why am I doing this? What am I expecting to get when I do this? What's my sole purpose for doing it? And if you can't answer yourself, if immediate answers don't come to your mind, you might want to stop and reevaluate. When you ask yourself those questions, you should get immediate answers. I want to do this to better myself. I want to attain higher levels of knowledge and wisdom. I want to increase my finances. I want a better sex life. Something's got to be fueling the purpose and intent of the ritual you get ready to carry out. It's that simple. That's a must. So I just wanted to throw that in there. I didn't, I didn't want to bypass that because there was a lot of shit you dropped in there. And I hope people caught it. Right. <clears throat> and let me share this magical formula that um, basically summarizes what Brother Benedi was sharing. Write this down. If you didn't write it down last time, write it down. Frequency plus intent equals manifestation. Let me say it again. Frequency plus intent equals manifestation. Your frequency is your mental process, your thoughts, your desires, your goals, your ideas. If your mental frequency matches and adds on to your intention, you'll have a manifestation of what it is you need in your life. Not what you want, always. It's usually what you need in your life is what you get, not what you always want. What you want and need is two different things many times. People get that mixed up. So if your mental frequency is in unison or resonating with your intention, you will get a result. If your mental frequency does not match your intention, you most likely ain't going to get shit. Okay? You have to understand that your mind, all is mental. First principle of Tahuti, all is mental. Your mind is the creator of your existence based upon your perceptions, your this, is that. In reality, it's greater than just your mind creating a reality. There's uh, something else okay. behind that that we haven't reached into yet. So... What you have to really understand is you are creating everything in your life based upon your perceptions. If your perceptions are limited, restricted, um, or tainted by someone else outside of you or you're restricting yourself, you're only going to get what your restricted mind is allowing you to receive. So one of the things we do on the left-hand path is we try to break 
every restriction or limitation that we've placed on ourselves or um, our programming as a child from family, culture, religion, whatever has placed on us. You have to break all those limitations that have been placed on your mind and all the restrictions that you've placed on your mind. It is important. Now, it's within due reason, and I say that for a reason. Just because you're breaking restrictions and limitations, you do understand that you're still living within a society that you must obey the laws of the society you're living in. Unfortunately, that's part of the consequences of this existence. So it doesn't mean you just go wild the fuck out and then break every law and then say, well, Brother Ravana and Beniti told me to break all my restrictions and limitations. Nah, nigga, fuck that. We ain't taking responsibility for your shit. You have to do that shit within, within due bounds of the society you live in. Don't just go crazy breaking restrictions and limitations that are illegal in this society. So understand that. But you should challenge yourself to break away from those limitations. For example, do you feel that um, your financial success is wrong? See, that's a limitation you've put on yourself, and that's usually taught in this society and the world over through this right-hand path, light-sider, blinding mentality that you should not succeed and have financial success because, you know, you don't need that, the universe, all this bullshit, 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 bullshit. You are a individual existing in a physical body, which means you are succumbed. Your circumference is based upon things in this physical existence. Stop looking so much into the fucking spooky dimensions and all this other shit. Not saying that there isn't other dimensions. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you keep looking that way and not dealing with where you're at right now. So if you have a limitation placed on you about what is success, you're never going to succeed in your life because you just put a limitation or a cap on how much you can succeed. Break that shit. you got to find a way to break away from that limitation. If you're in a relationship and you're unhappy and you're sexually unsatisfied, do you stay within this restricted, limiting atmosphere or do you break free from it? See, these are things you have to ask yourself. These are things you must do to work on. Because in order to really succeed on the left-hand path, you have to break away from all those limitations. Then your mental frequency will will start to vibrate on a different wavelength that will match more of your intention. Don't ask for, for example, a million dollars and your ass works at McDonald's. It's not going to fucking happen. Okay? Be Cut that shit all out. that you can be. Yeah, exactly. Stop stop the uh, delusion and deal with fucking reality. You work at McDonald's, making eight, nine, ten dollars, whatever an hour at the most, whatever. Where the fuck are you gonna get a million dollars? And don't say, Oh, I'm gonna do ritual to win the Powerball. Nigga, please. You still ain't gonna win that Powerball, dude. That's not how this shit works. Okay? You 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 gotta base it on shit that's uh within your mental frequency and vibration, not delusions, okay? So if you do financial rituals, for example, you 
should ask for a steady flow of income that is giving you the ability to be more than well off and not have to live check to check, bill to bill, things of that nature. Understand? Not unrealistic fucking experiences like I'm going to get a billion dollars from where? Dude, you ain't even working in a billion dollar industry uh, type of career or job or title that you have to even get there. So you have to be realistic in what you're doing. If you own a business, you can ask for a steady flow of income, steady customers, steady uh, workload, whatever the case may be. You can ask for all that shit, and you can do all that shit that's within your current existence, not beyond some delusional shit. But at the same time, yes, I'm not saying to limit, well, I only need $5, so I should do a ritual for $5. That's also shorting yourself. (laughs) You have to understand this whole process when we're doing this type of work. And the reason we're going into this is because people have this misconception that balance, that they must balance their life. Yes, that's true. There should be a balance within your life, but what is balance? And many times I hear people say, well, the balance is light and dark. Bullshit. Light is an illusion. And you really realize that and you really research that. You realize light is an illusion. This sun that is so-called shining or burning will soon fade out in a few million years. It will burn out. So then what do you have then? There is no light to balance the dark. You'll have pure darkness then. Do you understand? That's just a temporary light. What is then really meant by light in the occult perspective? Light is nothing more than your intellect. Your intellect must balance your darkness. The more intellect you receive, the more you strengthen those parts of the dark or abyss of yourself to be strength instead of weaknesses in your life. So, so real quick, now you said that. I'm sorry, we got to stop you there because now you said that the term or the archetype, as we know, in Luciferian magic called Lucifer, right, who people are so confused have correlated it with this fictitious devil character according to monotheism, Christianity, Islam, and, and Judaism, more so Christianity, uh, as we know that when that's broken down in its language, it just means light bearer. Okay? So we're using a term, if we're saying, and Luciferianism, which has its root when working with that archetype, Lucifer. And again, if you're thinking when we say Lucifer, the devil, and Satan, you're still thinking from a Christian mindset and a Christian perspective. This is what we, again, we've had, we have to tell you a lot of this stuff got interwined with monotheism, and monotheism is what demonized this in the last 6,000 years. The word D-E-M-O-N, as we described, not D-A-I-M-O-N or D-A-E-M-O-N, because those, those terms which predate Islam, Christianity, Judaism just meant a super highly intelligent being. That was the real meaning and definition of what a demon was. Not, you know, your head twisted around puking and being possessed by these 
you know, these devils and demons that you see in religion. Well, this is important to understand. Well, it's the same concept. One of the paths we described, because the title of the show, again, was the adept, the many paths of the adepts of the black arts. Luciferianism is based on that principle. When you say, what is the system of Luciferian and Luciferianism magic, it's based around the archetype Lucifer, which translates as a light bearer. Again, not like Rabbanu was just saying a minute ago, not that artificial illuminating light that we know. It's talking about the intellect, right? And this is always perpetrated or trying to be conveyed in many initiatic and ritualistic orders. What, do we, what are we talking about? Well, you're going through a Luciferian initiation or an intellect light initiation when you go through masonry because you're blindfolded. Right, you're taught to go into the darkness. The ritual, especially on the first three degrees of what they call the blue house, the editor, apprentice, spellcraft, master mason degree, pretty much most of your degrees, regardless if it's the red house on up to shrinery, there's a lot of the, the blindfolding aspect when you go through the particular ritual because you tap into the highest states of your intellect in that darkness and chaos because you're not relying on the two physical eyes anymore. We've described this before. You're now using what we call the third eye. The, the pineal gland is activated. So now you're relying on pure intellect or light. And then this, this, this crazy symbolicisms. Then, as anybody knows, if you've traveled and you, and you, and you have traveled some, some path of masonry, you know on that and an apprentice degree, you knelt down before that altar and they say, let there be light, and they remove the blindfold, right? And for a temporary moment, you're blinded for a quick second in the sense that your eyes have to adjust to the light because you were in darkness for so long. And now as you came into the artificial light, this is when the confusion actually really kicked in because all evil really exists in the light, not the darkness. Here's something deep. If anybody's seen that commercial for the movie Assassin's Creed, you've got to always pay attention because they throw little occult shit at you. They have a phrase in the movie. There's, there's a couple of different trailers and promos for it. There's one promo where they say at the end of the commercial, one must go into the darkness to do the work of the light. Let me say that shit again. I caught that shit immediately when I saw the commercial. I said, look at these motherfuckers, man. They trying to tell you that shit, and they throw it in there quick. You got to pay attention when the commercial comes on. Meditate on that for a quick moment. One must go into the darkness to do the work of the light, okay? What do you really think that that's talking about? It's talking about what we're talking about right now. And then when you look at the whole symbolicism, what the assassins, they, they wear all black. They're warriors. They go in secret and do whatever needs to be done to get the mission accomplished at all means, at all costs. That's the mentality of somebody that's on the left-hand path. Same thing. That When you look, just the commercial, I haven't seen the movie yet, and I do plan on seeing it, because I know there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, occult science broken down in, a lot, of, a lot of stuff that we're talking about tonight. But the one thing that, and I now, here, here, let me show you how powerful this path is. I now use that little phrase when I go into my meditations. Just meditate on that when you go into your meditations. Yep. Just focus on, in order to, one must go into the darkness to do the work of the light. This is what Masonry was trying to show you. This is what the Order Templi Orientist was trying to show you, the OTO order, if you've gone through any of those degrees. They're showing you this in every major initiatic order, regardless 
of what it's based on, its precepts, because when you, if you compare, for an example, OTO to the Masonic Order, it's basically based on the travels of Saladin. And if you know who Saladin is, it's basically another Masonic uh, Far Eastern philosophy. And Saladin was a central figure during the Crusades. He, he, was, a, he was an Arab mystic. And there's very Masonic symbolism in that. He was part of that assassin order that we're talking about. Um, he was part of the order of the assassins. And I'm bringing that up because of the movie. And I know they're going to go back to that time and show that. So if you went through OTO, you'll probably get a lot out of that when you look at that, just the symbolisms of it. You understand? This is not by chance or coincidence. So when we're talking about light, we'll make that clear. And, and Ravana Moon hit it on the head. When you talk about the path of the occult, you understand? And you say an occultist, because this is, this is a debatable topic, because, again, it's going to be based on perception and different levels. What does it mean when somebody says they're seeking light? You understand? I don't care if your right-hand path, right-hand path fluffy or your left-hand path darkness. That needs to be explained because that's going to be perceived on a multitude of levels. So when somebody says they're seeking light, give me an example. A right-hand per, per, person would say, well, light, I'm trying to come into the light, coming out of the darkness. One must become one with the light. We must be enlightened. That's coming from a fictitious, faith-driven, uh, uh, you know, belief system. That's not the light that an occultist or a left-hand path practitioner could be seeking. Now, you're going to find various different opinions on this in left-hand path practice. Some people don't even use that term because they might be practicing systems that don't really tap into that ideology. So let's establish that. But if you're working with certain systems that do deal with seeking light, and a lot of these paths do, Luciferianism being one of them, that's what you need to be focused on. The only light you're seeking is intellect. Okay? You're not trying to come into this religion and, you know, and, you know, light, light and love. And I must become one. And, 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 and if I come into the light, I'm out of the darkness and I'm purified by the sanctity of God. That's all bullshit. That's all faith, belief. You understand? And faith and belief, now you could sit there and say, yeah, because I can feel, I can feel fucking people thinking that shit. Not so much, not so much of regular listeners. You can say, well, I'm a very, I'm a very faith, belief driven person. And, and, and it's, and it's done great things for me. It's, it's, it's transformed my life. I believe in Jesus. He saved me. Okay. Well, the bottom line is this. I don't care what faith, religion, or belief system. The reality is when you go to the essence and the core of it, what's really driving and fueling that faith? You are but you just don't take credit for it. You sit there and say, yeah, you know, uh, God has transformed my life. Think, think, about, think about when a Negro goes to jail. How many niggas do we know that go to jail and come out religious as hell? They either converted Muslims or they were saved. You know what really caused that? The willingness to want to change. And they just used that vehicle and tool and gave it credit. Because let me give you an example. If you commit a crime and your life hits the bottom low, this is how the Red Cross and all these faith-based institutions come in and colonize and get people to convert to religion. If I destroy a country and I take away its natural resources, its food, okay, and then I come in there with a hot sandwich and a Bible, of course you're going to think that's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And then I conform to that way of thinking, and then, and then I, under the illusion now, that's what got me the results because I started to read the Bible and I became slaves. The first thing, right, we all talk about slavery, the first thing the slave masters did 
when, when a lot of us came to this country, the first thing they did was strip away your identity and your culture, correct? They took away your connection to your ancestors. And whatever spiritual system you would practice, that predated the bullshit they fed you. So now all of a sudden you think it's God and Jesus doing it. It's really the energy and your personal belief that you put in that faith-based system. That really doesn't differ from working in your cult. When you look at it in its essence, the only difference is we're not going to give credit to no spooky external being that did it. That's the only difference. So you, you, you could say to yourself, well, what's the difference? That's the major difference. The problem is this is where reality check comes in. I've watched people who've had strong faith-based beliefs their whole lives, but then when something tragic happens, now all of a sudden they're mad at God. So you see the difference? So now all of a sudden God's this evil demonic monster because he allowed something tragic to happen to their family. Why is it when the shit gets personal, all of a sudden people start to question their beliefs if they have a religious belief? See, this is the difference on this path. This needs to be addressed because I think this is where people struggle, more so newer people that struggle where they leave those faith-based systems or those fluffy paths, and then they come into this because they still have a hard time because they're still incorporating religious concepts. And most of the time, it's subconsciously, not consciously. Because most of them will tell you, no, 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 not me. I don't deal with that. I'm, I'm, I bypass that. I'm, I'm past that stage. You know, I've, I've evolved. You hear this shit. I've evolved. I, I, I've attained a certain a higher level of consciousness. But the actions and the behavior and the results is showing something completely different. You understand? The one thing about this, I'm going to say this, and this is fucking important. You can't, you can't disguise yourself in this path like you can in other paths. Let me give you an example. You can become, you can become a Buddhist. You can become a Muslim, a black Muslim, nation Islam. As long as you get in line with what everybody else is doing, you play the part, you put on the suit and the bow tie, and you sell your fucking bean pies and... Allahu Akbar, Assalamu Alaikum, my brother, and black power. So you look good on the outside, got it down packed. Say, oh, man, this brother, this sister's deep. Man, they devoted to the movement. You want to know why? Because you never really got to show and prove any results. You can hide and mask yourself. You might be the most miserable fucking piece of shit when you're not around everybody. Your life could be in disarray and a mess when you go home. Your family life's jacked the fuck up. You're miserable, but nobody knows that. You want to know why nobody knows that? Because when you come and put on the part and all the external trimmings, it's your, you, you, you temporarily mask it. Now, the difference when you're on this path, all that shit comes to the surface. So you can't, you can't run from it now. So now you can sit here and say, yeah, I'm an adept of the black arts. But the difference is now you've got to show them food and show your accountability. Really? You're an adept of the black arts? Or really, you practice the occult? Well, what is it you do? What consistent results are you getting? What can you talk to me about? Give me breakdown detail. The first step I start is with all these people that say that I'm God and I'm goddesses. You understand? And nobody can explain to you in their own words what that means to be a god or a goddess. And as I've said, not the mundane shit. You know, I'm original Asiatic, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. No, no, that's not what I'm at. That's not what I'm asking. Because if you're a god or you're a goddess, what are you creating? Or should I say, what results are you manifesting? Because that's what a God does. A God creates and changes and alters. That's what a God does on this objective realm. You as a God or a goddess, what are you doing to facilitate that other than just talking a bunch of historical rhetoric that was recorded in the lessons of the nation of Islam or that was recorded in some comedic, uh, you know, text? 
you understand, or that was recorded in, in, in some African culture or diaspora. What, what, what are you really saying? Because the problem with a lot of us is we've just been talking a lot of shit for years. You understand? Walking around, oh, hotel, brother, a mafia. That shit gets me sick to my stomach. I just want to fucking puke. Because it's all it is is fake bullshit. There's no substance behind it. And this path, again, you cannot hide behind that. You can't hide behind your hoteps and your alafias and your assalamu alaikum and your shaloms and put on your mighty morphin power ranger costume and call yourself a black Hebrew Israelite and scream about what the white man did to you and that, you know, your Yahweh, Yahweh Shai is going to crack the sky and, and all that religious rhetoric. It's still the same system of mental slavery. It does not change anything, nothing whatsoever. This is the problem that, need, that we need to discuss, talk about. But more importantly, come to solutions. And that's what we don't do. So, anyway, just wanted to throw that in there. I don't know if you want to add something to that, and then we'll go to the phone shortly. I'm good. Let's, take the, let's start taking some calls. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Uh, it is 1030. All right, so, uh, again... If your phone is muted, please unmute it. We will not be able to hear you. I know we say this every week, but unfortunately, we have this problem every week. I got to keep it real with you. Uh, so now is the time to unmute your phone um, if you have any questions. If you are in the chat room and you're not on the call and you would like to get on the call, uh, the phone number you want to dial for that is 724-444-7444. Call ID is 134-778-POUND, okay? And it's going to ask you for a PIN number. You just hit the number one and pound. That's if you are just in the chat room and you do want to get on the call and make a, ask a question or give a comment. That's how you reach us. Uh, if you're in the chat, all you got to do is scroll down to the bottom of your screen. You'll see that information I just gave you at the very bottom. It'll say call in now, and it has all the information I just said. If some people ask. Uh, well, how do I get on the call? It is actually right there on your screen. Um, if you are on the call, unmute your phone. Um, some people don't have screen names, so unfortunately we only see you by your state. Uh, we do encourage you to sign up and get a free screen name. There's no charge. It just makes it a little easier to identify uh, you when we bring you in on the phone because uh, when we have people on from multiple states, unfortunately, you just speak, and if it's you, we can hear you. We might say, uh, you know, St. Louis or whatever, or Chicago. Um, just speak. If, if you're from that area and you're on the call, if it's you that we have unmuted, we'll be able to hear you. That's the only way we can, we can call you uh, by states. Uh, so we just want to make that crystal clear. All right, so let's go. We'll start. Uh, we've got a few, actually, a few comments online, and then we'll go to the phone. Let me scroll up here. Um, there was a question uh, a while earlier that Seth Atman typed in. I definitely want to. I don't think he's on the call, is he? No, he's just in the chat. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let me let me let me read this question and then we'll talk about this person. Then we'll go to the phone. So um, he had typed in earlier when we were talking about archetypes and working with different energies. Okay. Um, he typed in. So when you choose that archetype or choose archetype and have and have used it to master that part of self, what purpose would it serve afterwards, okay? Um, and that's a really good question. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll throw something in there real quick, and I know Ron Noonan can do it if you want to go 
it, it serves a big purpose afterward because it, it heightens whatever particular energy you work with. Say it was you were working with an archetype that deals with increased knowledge and wisdom. Um, what purpose it serves afterwards is it enhances that particular purpose that you work with. So you'll see shortly afterwards that if that's what you were working with that archetype for, you'll see an increase in wisdom. Uh, what do I mean by that? Um, natural answers just start coming to you. You might be on shit that you never really studied or topics you weren't fully educated on, but for whatever reason, uh, your intellect just gets stimulated and you're able to come up with these answers uh, because you've tapped in to a higher part of your superconsciousness. Um, it just depends on what you're working with. So there, there's a great benefit afterwards. And then it's just kind of like sharpening a sword. You continuously work that particular archetype to keep, you know, that sword sharpened. So there's a tremendous benefit of, of the purpose of it afterwards because you don't just go, uh, say, for a particular reason and work with a particular archetype one time and think, oh, I just worked with it one time. I'm done. I'll never got to do anything with it again. Um, that's not how it works. I don't know if you want to throw something in there, brother. Go ahead. No, you're good, bro. Okay. All right. Um, let's go to the phones. Oh, see, so we got a real quick. So brother Sarge here, real quick. He's actually the first one. Brother Sarge. Oh, shit. Man, bear with me, man. I'm on this damn tablet again. Uh, Lazy ass. Yeah, hold on. Bear with me. Brother Sargidi, what's going on, brother? Brother Sar, you there? Oh, peace, brother. What's up? Nah, I just saw you in the queue, so you you were first. I just thought we bring you in real quick, man. Yeah, I was just listening in. You just listening in, watching midget porn? <laughs> <laughs> Nah, so I saw you in the queue, brother, so I just thought I know, yeah, I just thought I'd bring you in real quick. Uh, as I just went to the phone lines, I saw you actually at the top there. So I said, let's bring Brother Sar in real quick. Uh, if you want to say what's up to the people, I know you've been busy uh, handling your, your business and doing some stuff you've been doing personally. Uh, I know you had stepped away for a little bit, but you might want to say what's up to the listeners. Yeah, yeah, watching, handling my business, watching midget porn, you know. <laughs> 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 midget, midget strippers are the best. No. <laughs> there you go, brother. All right, so we're just gonna flow through. I mean, I'll leave you. I'll leave you on here. If you, I'll leave you on here. I mean, if you want to add something to it, feel free. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and take calls. But you want me to mute you or keep you unmuted? Uh, you can keep me unmuted. I, I'm, I'm listening in right now. I might add in. I might not. All right, I'm gonna go to the next call. I'm gonna bring in. Uh, I'm just telling you that in case the, the midget porn get loud in the background. I don't want I wanna make sure you turn that down. You know, I don't want people to, I don't want to hear I don't want people to hear midgets and shit in the background. All right, y'all, I'm gonna go to the next caller. Uh let's go to uh brother Jack. What's going on, Jizzle? Yeah, yeah, what's good? What's going on, Black Power, brother? Black power. Black power. Yo, Vic, what's good, man? Brother Rabbi brother, I knew was good, man. When you what's good, brother? Orlando, brother. I need to. I I feel like I need to go up there, man. You need to show me around. That's what's up. Now, but uh, great show tonight. Y'all hit some good points. Uh, I was going to speak off my experience right now. Like what I'm, what I uh been doing right now is uh, uh, like what you said is true, man. Like once you start doing like certain uh certain intentful, I guess, 
or rituals. I do mostly like candle magic. Um, it's true. Like you start getting, you, I did, usually like I start noticing little things while the candle is burning down or whatever. But usually when a candle is done, like I get a, a massive amount of like information. Like I just see things in my uh, like this in my reality that kind of answers my question. Pretty much uh -oh. to fuel my intent to to make it a reality. So uh, right. yeah, that's that's a hundred percent true. And um, mm -hmm. I think the key to it, what I'm learning, just been doing this for the amount of time I've been doing it, is um, to the people, like, you got to stay consistent in the sense of, like, you know, I think what my issue was was, like, I kind of, like, you know, did, did, I did a bunch of work, and I let it I just fall back and just, just you, know, you know, live life, whatever. But, it's like, you got to keep – for me, it's like I got to constantly keep doing something. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with That's always right. do something. Always think about what you feel like needs to be improved. It's like – like working out, whatever, like what do you need to do to get better? Or, you know, like you got to look at it like that. You at your job, like what do you need to get better in all areas of life? And then try to just, you know, create a ritual that, that, uh, that caters to what that need is. Like, like it's true. Like it is work. Like you got to stay consistent. That's the key to everything, man. Just stay consistent. And, you know, like the main thing in nature is like nature is always changing. Like things are always changing. You always have to be changing and evolving. So, uh, do not stay idle. Just continue to keep working. Uh, that's that's my two bit right there. You know, and brother Jack, let's back up. The consistent thing is important, and that's and like you said, that's everything in life. Um, if you play sports, if you don't practice consistently, you're not going to be good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can't just you can't just not practice and perfect your craft and then just go out onto the field or to the court or whatever and think you're just going to turn it on. Now, some people now don't get me wrong. Some people have natural abilities athletically and even in this spiritual thing. Some people have, uh, you know, natural abilities where they're a little more advanced, but you still got to be consistent at what you do. And I'm glad that you, you know, you recognize, like you just said, you recognize that, you know, sometimes I, I work it and I get results, but then I, then I slack off and, you know, I don't stay consistent with it. So most definitely you have to be, you know, consistent on this path. Um, it's not, this is not a path where, you know, I'm just going to believe and have faith and everything else will take care of itself. That's yeah, not how it works. And then right another on. thing, too, is like, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, like like what uh, Robert New was saying earlier, like, you know, you know, one that pretty much be, should pretty much live a life of excellence, you know, to have the best to match everything, like to be finan have financial success. Like I had to be more detailed. The thing was like sometimes as people we get more vague. My thing was I was more vague instead of being more, you know, detailed about, you know, what I really want and what I, need, what I really need. Like, even this in my business and just just in my life period, I was doing things more vaguely. Like, I'm going to tell you something. People out there, like, listen, like, when you're more detailed about what you want, that shit's going to happen, man. So it's like, but the key is, like, it's not, it's not, not so much more about what you want, what you feel like what you need. It's like, that's a thing. You know what I mean? Um, and um, just... It's okay to, to, to satisfy your desires, man. Like, just do you. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. stay in your own lane and do you, and that's that's just the key to it. That's correct. Let me add this. Ronald Noon. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to hurt you about to say something. Yeah. Uh, consistency, as Brother Jack Charles there was saying. You have to be consistent with eating steak and shake. No, let me stop. Anyways, but. <laughs> eating steak and shake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's tell the listeners why we say that. Tell the listeners why. That's that's the spot, man. That's the spot. That's the spot. Shake and shake after class, man. After dark, <laughs> man. That's the spot. But anyways, um, consistency comes from discipline. Discipline comes from willpower. 
If you if your willpower is weak, you're not going to stay consistent. Okay? And consistency, you have to have that discipline to be um on your shit so you could be consistent. And a lot of times people um they just lack the willpower to stay on it. If if this shit is doesn't give you that energy, give you that charge, <coughs> shit might not be for you. I mean, you just got to be real because when you do this work, you're tapping into all parts of yourself that should open you up and make you feel charged to want to continue to manifest results. So that willpower, you have to strengthen it. Every day That's you right. have to strengthen it. Um, in that's order right. to be consistent. And that's, that's, you know, I mean, people are consistent about some, some shit that sometimes is irrelevant in their life, like playing video games, but then they can't be consistent about shit that might transform their life. You feel what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like exactly. you got to push yourself. Um, that's why we said at the beginning of the show, challenge yourself. And one of the part of challenging yourself is, is to be consistent. Can you challenge yourself to be more consistent every day, every other day? However, whatever way it works for you, can you challenge yourself to do that? Because otherwise than that, then your your workings are always going to be subjected to your um, inconsistencies and weak willpower, and that's not going to lead to a manifestation. That's going to lead to basically nothing. So just wanted to add that on there. No, nah, that's it. No, nah, that's a that's a really good point. Um, you know, but, you know the other thing that you said. Look, it's funny how people you said willpower and and, and the will to be motivated, and that's critical because just think about the think about the coon that will wait out in line, camp out for a new iPhone, right? This motherfucker, this per, these persons are so determined. They're so determined in areas like Ravon Nunez, the video game. I mean, grown-ass men are so enthralled with video games, and they grown-ass men, some new game comes out, and all they do, they're so motivated to get it, and then they spend hours upon hours sitting on the couch, vegetating, and, and locked up into this. Well, that same will and motivation for that, it's the same thing with this. You're only going to, look, it's just common sense. You're going to, whatever you put in is what you're going to get out. That's anything in life. You know, so if you just... You know, if you're going to come in half-assed like, yeah, I'm just going to do this and think you're going to get all these great results and rewards, well, then that's just not practical. I mean, there's a common sense factor to this and anything in life. And one thing I noticed with a lot of people, they have a lot of book knowledge. They, 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 they can break down all these spiritual things, but a lot of people ain't got fucking common sense. That's a hard thing to teach somebody, man. You can't really teach common sense. Uh, and sometimes common sense can make somebody look very fucking stupid. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but, you know, you want to sit here talking about levitating and and holistic health and and you're a spiritual guru, but you're pissed broke and you're living in your mother's basement and you don't have a business or a job. You know, that's just not practical. So there is that fine line that one has to balance themselves out because in that consistency, not a religious <clears throat> balance, man. Uh, balancement where you're able to facilitate the correct energy and time to certain things. Um, that's critical. Um, and that's going to, again, there's no specific answer to that. That's going to vary from person to person. Um, but Brother Jack, uh, shout out to Brother Jack. And I know Brother uh, Mike's on this call. Uh, Brother Chef Ad, uh, um coming out drumming on uh, Friday, man. Uh, so 
definitely appreciate that, yeah. brothers. Yeah, I wanted to add it. I want to add into that. I mean, oh, um, great, brother, sir. It's very important, you know. Something that I personally learned, you know, um, a lot of people spend a lot of time trying to be what they're not. Mm. I give you an example with the conscious people, you know, in the conscious community. They spend so much time, you know trying to be spiritual they're trying to be you know enlightened whatever the fuck that is you know what i mean they're trying to be right. they're trying to be that and they're doing everything other than being them, being themselves you know and this takes away from what the true goal is the true if you if your goal is supposed to be self mastery why are you trying to be everything but yourself it makes no sense. Like That's you true. said, use com- like you said, use common sense. You know, and um, that's something that I see constantly. Even I did it. You know, you you spend so much time trying to be enlightened. You're trying to be this. You're trying to be that. What about being your motherfucking self? You know, what about that's, who who are who are you? That's real, man. Like yo, like yo. I don't know, man. It's crazy because. Like I just I just turned twenty I just turned thirty this year right in my twenties I was trying to figure out you know focus on being a lion and you know want to be more spiritual and trying to find an answer to this and find an answer to that and at the end of the day it's like the answer was just like what was it that one term we used to say back in the day was like the help you need at the end of your own arm right that's how we used to say it and it's like mm-hmm. like that shit is true man like it's just you you just need you that's just it ain't nothing ain't no 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 special formula the formula is you bro. That's all it is, man. Just be yourself. Do you. Nah, Please. brother. It's the elimination. It's the elimination of the white man, brother. Until we eliminate the white man's <laughs> rise as a people, my brother, we are not going to be able to <laughs> overcome the affliction that's been placed on us through post-traumatic slave syndrome, brother. Namaste, Day-day. brother. Namaste. Yeah, yeah. Namaste, brother. <laughs> Alafia. You know, see, it's that. It's that yeah. fucking baboon mentality is another sickness. That's, that's the other it sickness is. that we fight. And something, and something, and it is very important to really come to that realization, you know, uh, trying to be other than yourself. And let me tell you something. I realize, I realize when I, like when I started being myself again, all this bullshit that motherfuckers read about in books, it comes natural. You know what I mean? You, start, you know, you don't have to. You try to do any motherfucking thing anymore. You know what I mean? You just being who you are and i'm not trying to you know speak no type of conscious information or nothing but it's it's just reality you have to learn to be yourself you know um, and you know it's like when you ask people what are what are your goals everything is to be other than who the fuck they really are that's right man you gotta be one with the universe brother yeah, yeah you gotta be one of the be. universe. They, you got niggas walking around. I, I'm Shango, you know. I'm oh. the god Shango, you know. I'm, I'm this, I'm that, you know. You gotta be in tune. You, know? you see, see, you gotta be in tune with the universe and nature, brother. That's see, that's what this is about. 
See, here, here, here's the difference. I'm glad we bring that shit up. Because, ass cloud, man. Yeah, man. See, somebody on the left-hand panel, you don't want to be one with the universe or one with nature. You want to control the universe and nature. See, there's a difference in that philosophy. You understand? Because, first and foremost, if you don't, there's a difference between moving with nature, you understand, and being controlled by nature. It's two different things. Two different things. Okay? Two different things. That's the problem. First of all, I always hear melanated folks talk about, you know, black folks, melanated people, or natural nature people, really. So when hurricanes and natural disasters come, come ripping through, okay, does it care what race it destroys? When them floods ripped through New Orleans, it went through quite a few melanated neighborhoods. When tornadoes hit, Nature doesn't give a fuck what you are. If you don't understand it and know how to work with it, stop using that bullshit, okay, because that's another misinformation and doctrine that we get. Because when disaster strikes, it doesn't give a fuck who it destroys, okay? It don't give a fuck if you're Latino, black, white, Asian. It fucking affects everybody. You cannot become one with nature. It's impossible. You need to be able to understand nature, move along with it. That's how you control it. I don't mean control it in the sense that you can dictate how it's going to, you know, respond. That's not how you control nature. You control nature by understanding with it, by working with it, by moving along with it. You can't become one with nature. I mean, what kind of bullshit is that? bullshit philosophy? It's funny because when you ask questions, this is why it's important to use common sense. You start asking questions. You ask somebody, um, brother or sister, when the fuck will you ever reach enlightenment? Is there a timer for that? You know, um, when, you know? Or they say, oh, I'm going to open my third eye. When the fuck would that ever happen? How do you know? You know what I mean? You start questioning all of the bullshit that you've been absorbing all of over the years. Right. You start questioning all these spiritual philosophies and things like that. And you're like, you know, uh, and it's funny when you ask people these simple questions, they don't have any answers. You That's know, right. motherfuckers is always seeking to open their third eye. They're always seeking to be enlightened. You know, they're always seeking to do some shit. It's like, when would that shit ever fucking happen? Trying to find the biggest, trying to find the biggest uncle. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, true indeed, and that's and just throwing that out there because that's something to really think about. It's like when you hear this bullshit, yeah. you know, um, I'm I'm reaching for enlightenment. I'm looking to open my third eye. When the fuck will you ever do that? You know, you said that shit twelve years ago, and your third eye still not open, motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> true indeed. <laughs> true indeed. That's that's the thing, the left hand path. The left hand path is all about self mastery and you're not trying to be anything other than who the fuck you really are. You know you know, you, you, you do away with all that spooky spiritual philosophy and get into who you really are as a person. That's true. But that's what I wanted to say. Appreciate it, brother. Brother Jizzle. 
I'll let hey, you go, right. brother, but appreciate you calling in, man. And, uh, yeah, we're going to link up, brother. We're going to link up. For sure. All right, peace. Peace. All right, let's go to, uh, let's go to the next call here. Let me, let me, damn, this guy's tapping sometimes. All right, I'm going to bring in, uh, I guess, just the song you on the call. We'll bring her in real quick. It's just a song, you can't hear me? Hold on. Hold on, you got muted. My bad. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Can you hear me, Sonia? I can hear you. Hey, all right. A little problem there. I was trying to plug in. What's going on? Oh, no. Let all the men folk talk. <laughs> no, that's why I said, let me get some females in here. I'm tired of listening to this damn cock fest we got going on tonight, man. Bunch of old burly-ass dudes coming over here. You know what I think. Yeah, brother, peace. Yeah, I got, I got to hear some. I got to hear some feminine. Let's change. Let's change. Let's, change. Let's, let's, hear, let's hear from you. Let's hear from you. What's your hey, thoughts? Hey, hey, hey. Well, I would say this here. I'm, okay, I'm all right. I'm all right. I would say this here. Ravonna knew had talk, uh, tapped into something earlier, and it's something I was doing this week as well, and that was uh, working with my subconscious mind, getting in, pulling the weeds out, so to speak, um, <clears throat> To what? Make an effective change where on my object is plain. But uh, that was deep. I thought that was very important that he mentioned that, and I hope everyone understood, uh, even as Mike was trying to explain it uh, even further, the importance of it being your mind of, in essence, pre-programmed stuff that, you know, that has no benefit to you. Right. Sure indeed. I just want to speak on that. <laughs> no, yeah, you speak, speak on what you got to speak on, but that's that's good because, like I said, you can you, you gave an example uh, of a method that you actually applied, and just so everybody knows, we've talked about that a bunch of times on the show. Remember, you can you can adjust any spiritual working or ritual to fit whatever you're trying to do. So what I mean by that is, as you heard us say a bunch of times. There's no right or wrong way to do something. There is no correct. There is no uh, rigid structure or some 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 organized methodology that you must follow. That's not what this is about. So you're you're gonna find out as you travel this path. Uh, one, you'll start creating your own rituals, which is the most powerful kind uh, that's gonna give you tremendous results. And there might be things you were doing in the beginning stages that you kind of add to. Or enhance, and that's that's a great thing. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, anything and, else you want? And, and, mm-hmm. No, I'll add that's true, and I don't want anyone to get hung up in um, the color of the candle. Yes, that is very important, uh, but your intent is what really fuels the candle. That's correct. Okay, I don't want anyone to get hung up in like, oh, I don't have, or I can't find, or something, whatever excuse they may come up. Um, but you can Correct. you can use whatever candle, whatever you have to tap in to where you're trying to go. It's just a symbol, yet again, right? But um, don't just get hung up in the candle. Just don't. I will burn true. candles and I will burn herbs at the same time. I will use candles to symbolize. I also burn herbs that will <clears throat> enhance my experience to whatever I'm trying to do, whether it's spiritual That's growth, right. financial growth, whatever. That's just another aspect of it. Yeah, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I, I know we talked a little bit about that last week, but we didn't really bring that up tonight. 
uh, herbs and, and working with different, you know, oils. And there is a, there is a uh, formulized system to this, too, that, that definitely uh, one can work with when working spiritual magic. And I know the um, sister song, that's actually her specialty. Trust me when I tell you, she was <laughs> she, she making some shit. But um, that is another aspect to it. One can definitely work with different herbs, uh, oils, and can create their own brews. I know Brother Ravana Noon comes up with some pretty intense ones, too, uh, yes. when he's working rituals. Let me show mm-hmm. that one real quick yeah. while, while you're on the subject before I forget. Yep. If y'all want to um, really invoke some shit, invoke some shit, um, <laughs> try to find, uh, it's called Dittany, D-I-T-T-A-N-Y. It's harder to find, but it's called Dittany. Um, also get Wormwood, Mugwort, um, shit, my mind just went blank. Um, shit, shit, shit. Oh, um, Copal, the Copal, uh, which is like the rock incense, and uh, Myrrh. And take that and combine it all together, like burn it on the charcoal, and you will zoom out. Zoom out, you will feel charged, you will feel high, you will feel everything, and that, that if you have the intention to focus, you'll you'll do some shit. Just try that. Everybody try that. If you get a chance, try that mix. It, it's, it's lethal. I added some new shit to it, but start with the basics. I ain't going to tell you the extra shit, because... The extra shit took me to another place, so. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Wait, spell that, spell that first one again, Ravonna. Dittany, D-I-T-T-A-N-Y. Okay. And, yeah, and, and, yeah, be knowledgeable to the listeners. Be knowledgeable when you're working with those because some of them are yeah. very pungent. They have a very pungent uh, smell, and they do in heighten certain, uh, you know, emotions and energies within the individual. Um, you'll you'll even find when working certain rituals with archetypes, you definitely want to educate yourself. And that's that's something we need to really do a show on. Just focus on that. Um, kind of do a show on uh, that. That'd kind of be good because that is a powerful aspect of it. And I just realized as we're talking about it right now, we don't really give enough of attention, and just in my opinion, and energy to that. We could do a, a show on um, herbs to use for dark magic or black magic. Yeah. And I think Sister Sony, that'd be a good show to bring you back in on. You can get in on that, and um, definitely because I know you've got a lot of experience in working with that now, and yep. you can kind of share some of the stuff that you do. Um, I can share. I, I like to work a lot with personally. I like to work a lot with uh, dragon's blood. Uh, when you take the dragon's blood, um, and I'll, I'll mix that, uh, say with some myrrh. I'll take pure sandalwood, and they have an oil that they call the black arts. It's a combination of a multitude of different fragrances. That adds the strong, intense pungency to it. So if I'm working with the archetype set, uh, in addition, I I would burn, this is what works for me to enhance the ritual, I will burn the dragon's blood incense in addition to that uh, mix right there. And what it really does is, it really creates the environment for that energy to really project itself. Um, because we, as we know, when we're talking about frequencies and vibrations, which lead to different levels of energy, remember that sense of touch and smell is an important, a very important part that activates those energies. Um, so, yeah, one definitely needs to ed- educate themselves on different brews and, 
and, and how to work. Uh, there is that aspect to this magic. Uh, Actually, very important. So, so I want to say, matter of fact, you know, um, it takes actually smell is really the only sense that only senses. You know, we have five senses. Smell is really the only sense that can work the emotions that can reach, you know, or activate the limbic system. Because, you know, the limbic system is what generates our emotions. So, um, you know, sense and different things like that is um, very effective. You know, yeah, you have to find find what works for you. You know, that's very important. No doubt. So I think moving forward, yeah, that would be that's that's a good uh that's a good future topic. We're definitely gonna hit that up, maybe even possibly uh the next show. Um so we'll do that. But uh anything else you want to add on that, um, Sister Sonia? No, I'm good. <clears throat> you good? All right, we well we appreciate you calling in and uh we look forward to getting you back on the show. We'll definitely get get you back on, sister. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. All right. Later. All right, let's go to take a few more calls here. Yo, man, I'm, I got to hold on. This side note between me and Brother Ravana You're watching this drive, right? I'm sorry. We got to have a quick side talk. Yeah. You got, you're watching the drive, right? Yeah. Oh, fucking Jennings. If they don't score here, brother, we in trouble. They better score a touchdown here. Yeah, we anyway, sorry, a little side talk. We got, we got a little stuff going on in this game here. Um, anyway, let's go to our next caller. Let's go to... Uh, this one says, hold on, bear with me. Uh, Northern Middle Tennessee, you're on the call. Anybody there from Northern Middle Tennessee? Hello, how are you? We are doing good. How are you, sister? I'm doing pretty good. I was listening All right. To the show. Okay. I was listening to the show. It's my first time. But mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the things you were saying on the show, I have uh, been experiencing for a while. But it's, okay. it's, not, a lot of, it's not a lot of communication where I am. I'm in uh, actually Nashville, and okay. it's not a lot of it's not a lot of people or or definitely no family members that uh, have the experiences that I have, mm-hmm. and you just put the words to the experiences that I've been having, and I've been working okay. with herbs, like you said, the herbs. I've been working with herbs since about '99. I didn't know why, uh, and mm-hmm. was very good, and got very good at it, and I was using herbs for everything. And I was nice. it, giving, it, giving it to family members and telling them it was one thing, and they would come back and the intent I had on the earth happened to them. But they didn't understand that. So just hearing you guys talk, it's been so good. Because it's like everything that I've been going through, you got words to it. So I'm not, mm. new, to, I'm not new to the occult world, but all the ter- terminology that you're using is somewhat That's okay. Easy. The words are somewhat new, but the experiences are, are original for me. So I oh, would that, never. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Have, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, I wasn't taught with anyone. Everything that came to me, it came naturally. Like I okay. had a natural uh, resistance to to family members and things that went on around me, and I was always second guessing everything. So I guess I I, <laughs> I was led down the path naturally. So I got a real good understanding. Like, I understood that wisdom, knowledge, and understanding are, are three totally different things, and you have to have them in an in a order. So I, I learned to put my own formulas together. I studied my own, on my own and everything, and 
it's just it's amazing to me because what you talk about, I experienced it. Like That's even true. today, yeah, even even now, I can manifest anything at will. I know that I'm entering into a mastering of myself, and it, mm-hmm. it requires balance. And that's right. what I've been experiencing is learning the balance. Like, I just experienced uh, manifesting. I'm a, a, a small company owner. And I okay. said it was something that I wanted and that I needed and that someone told me I couldn't have. But right. I concentrated on it, and I brought it right to me. And it happened with, I'm talking about within days. It mm-hmm. so. The aspect of magic that I understand is more mental. I, I guess I deal with things more on a mental level. And then mm-hmm. as, I, as I focus on the mental level, things happen in the physical. And I was always told that the physical and the mental was, was so different. But what I found out is through the mental do all physical things unfold. And I never, right. had, a, yeah, I never had a question about uh, why something is happening or if it happened. I, I understand that everything – comes in a balance. It's not a such thing as good or evil, right or wrong. Everything is just everything. And it happens right. according to the, to the mental state that you are in. So That's to hear right. to hear you guys saying this, it's been great. You know, and I've never shared my thoughts with anyone, but this is the first time I've spoken openly about my process of life because it's a way of life. This is not mm-hmm. something that, that you can do with just reading a book and then you just do it. it it's not really That's like right. it. It's a it's a way of life. It happens daily, moment, hourly. And, and I do do rituals. So when mm-hmm. I do rituals when I feel I need to recharge myself. For the most part, I try, to, I try to commit everything through my, my mental state. And when I feel mm-hmm. that I've been mentally dreamed by something, it's when I, I come back and do a ritual here and there. But I never joined any, it, like I heard you say openly, in the beginning about joining uh, mm-hmm. little uh, fraternities or uh, learning right. orders, I've, I've never done it, and I never felt the need to have to do that. Well, that's uh, right. It's not necessary. Yeah, I, I never felt it was necessary, and I didn't know if that makes me less of a, a coaches or whatever, but I never felt the need to have to join anything with anybody because I, I feel like everything comes to me. I'm the master. Yeah. So, and to, to hear another female on your show talk that way, it was a good thing for me. I just listened to your show like a couple of days ago. I went into your archives and I started listening. And it was just amazing to me because it's everything that, that I've been experiencing. It was like someone else was talking about it. So, Well, let me, I, let me say this real quick. Well, first and foremost, if you didn't hear last week's show, the sister Sonia that was just called in, she was a guest on our show last week. So I'm not sure if you heard that one already. Uh, but definitely go in, go in and check last week's show out when you get a chance. Um, but you said something, and look, look, look let's establish this. It don't, it don't matter if you're familiar with the terms. That's irrelevant, but your mindset is already everything that we're talking about. Let me explain. Um, regardless if you're familiar with terminology or not, that's irrelevant. But everything you just said, the, the key thing that you said about a minute or two ago was it is all mental. And you basically broke down the process we were talking about earlier um, about things in that mental state manifesting them, you know, from the subjective, which is the mental to the objective, the physical. That's the whole. That's the whole point of this. So, per se, you may not. It doesn't matter if it's you or anybody else. 
it's not a requirement that you need to be familiarized because you've already, as you just shared with listeners, you've already explained how you've created your own path. And like you said, you know, you don't need to belong. Like when we were talking about in the beginning of the show, it don't make you any less, you know, uh, greater or in between. Uh, those orders are only good, but we, we bring that up. And if you listen to a lot of the shows, the reason why we bring that up because you have a lot of people that focus on those groups and they don't really know what they're talking about. So in a case like that, we always tell people, if you really want to know, then just do it yourself and find out. Stop listening to what people say. So by all means, there's no requirement at any point in your lifetime, you know, to have to belong to any of them groups because from what you just explained, you probably got to figure it out more than most people because, as you say, I, I mentioned earlier, some people have more of a, a natural ability than others, just like it's just like sports. Some people can just get out there and they have more natural athletic ability than others. This is the same thing. It works the same way. So by all means, keep, you know, keep doing what you're doing because you're, you're obviously getting results, and that, that's the key. I don't care what it is. As long as you ain't harming nobody, you ain't harming yourself, if you're getting results, I simply tell people don't change anything that you're doing. So if you're getting results from it and from what you just explained you are, then that's something you just need to stay consistent with, and things will fall into place. Um, Ravon, I don't know if there's something you want to add to that. Yeah, um, of course, because what I found as well is, you know, sometimes when we have natural abilities and we start learning terminology of different things, it can actually F up your natural abilities because now we're trying to, like, focus on what the hell was that that they said or, or what I read or whatever, and it starts taking away from what you do naturally. For example, some people naturally astral project. Now, all of a sudden, somebody told them, yeah, but this, 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 that, check out this book. And then they read the book, and now they're starting to try to astral project according to the book, thus tainting their natural ability to astral project, because now they're taking it outside of their natural way that they've been doing things, and now they're starting to do it somebody else's way. So regardless of the terminology or anything, you stick to what you know, you do what you've been doing, because that in itself is greater than any book or any dissertation thesis or freaking book you can read on a, on this subject or any other subject, because the intent of this show has always been to walk your own path, create your own path, and experience your own path based upon your experience and your perception. Not That's other right. people's, not authors, not secret or sacred societies, none of that shit. It's what is essentially what you've been doing based upon your experience, your perception, because no one can walk in your, in your shoes and experience what you're experiencing. Even if they experience similar things, they're still going to perceive it their way based upon their upbringing, and your upbringing is going to be different. That the essential thing is what I notice is that I, for example, I always had the ability to astral project. When I started reading books, that shit diminished my natural ability because now it got into my head, oh, well, do this or try these steps. You understand? And that sometimes diminishes or, or lessens what we've been doing naturally. You keep doing what you're doing because that's what works. You've become the living ritual where you don't need to read books and things like that. You've been manifesting all your life. All you're going to do now is enhance it even more 
based upon whatever you took from here that resonated with you or worked with you or, or you know, you, or you connected to, it's only just going to enhance what you've been doing. It's not, it's not for taking you and changing your path. This is you. Just stay on it. Hey, it's funny you say that because that's exactly the way I feel. Even though I listen, I know better than that. I understand that each person's thoughts are their own, and I can't take another man's thought and bring it into my area because it's not mine. So I've exactly. always kept everything original to myself, and I'm not influenced by what no one else say or think, but I do believe that everybody got a right to their, you know, thoughts and everything like that, but theirs are not mine. And and I've learned to, uh, to experiment with things, to learn to control it more. And I, I found out that you can control manifestation real easy, and you do it uh, by little steps at a time, uh, doing one little thing and noticing how fast it comes. And then try it again. So it, I guess it has been trial and error. And it, it haven't been about books. It haven't been about joining groups. It haven't been about none of that for me. And the moment I started uh, listening to other people, it became a problem. And then I had to cut it out all over again. I, I found out that other people's thoughts can taint yours. And I, I learned about magic. The strongest magic is when you don't share your thoughts. Because I understand my thoughts to be my magic. The moment I share my thoughts, it started getting tainted. So I learned not to really share a bunch of my thoughts like that, but to perform uh-huh. perform my rituals and, and do everything solo. So I don't invite a lot of people in my circle, and I don't have a lot of friends, and I keep family to a distance. And I found out uh-huh. my, world is, my world is good. I don't know about nobody else, but my world is good. My finances are great. I have no issues. When I hear people talk about black people having – so many problems. It, it's weird to me because I don't have any of those. You know what I'm saying? I don't have any of those problems. I don't have any of those worries. I don't have any of that type of stress. I'm stress-free. And I, I, I was in the gym tonight, and I looked at myself, and, and I don't want to say my age, but I was like, God, I look really good. And it's due to the fact that I control my life. I control my emotions and my thoughts, and I don't allow anyone else to participate in it. And I believe that's, that's awesome. what... Yeah, I believe that's what a cult it's all about is the hidden side. The hidden side is within you. That's the only place that no one can see. Mm-hmm. So I took you well, as that's what this was all about for me. Mm-hmm. Hey, you see, okay. you're, actually, you're actually doing, you know, what many people that say they're on the left-hand path should be doing if they aren't doing it, is you're doing your own thing, you know, um, you're not being influenced by philosophies and theories and shit from other people, but you know, you're you forming your own ideas based upon your experiences. I mean, it's so important to do that. But I just wanted to say that. Okay, yeah, so, and, and, so what about the architect energies? That's what I that's the question I do have. I wanna understand uh-huh. about do you take one of those energies and build on them like a house? Or do you take them out? And that's let me, let me what I want to understand. Let me, let me say this, because you just described the archetype. You, you, you can choose to do that however you choose. You can do that. Like you say, take them and make a house, because you can work with a multitude of them at simultaneously if you choose. You can do periods where you work with them individually. That's really up to the individual. But something you said a minute ago when you said, you know, you keep your circle uh, private, you keep your thoughts to yourself, you kind of separated yourself from family. You mentioned all those isolated concepts. 
That's what this is about. That's really what we would call what the what the archetype set represents, because okay. set set separates. You know that energy is about separation and tapping into self. You basically describe what that archetype represents, and whether you're you know conscious of it or not, you actually have manifested that. So that would be a, a representation of it. You know, working with that energy, um, but doesn't mean you can't take other ones and build upon that. But I would, I would say this, if you do do that, say you, say you decide to simultaneously work with a multitude of them. And like you say, Bill, you want to make sure you're working with energies that coincide and they should be serving the purpose of what you're currently dealing with or what you're trying to accomplish. Meaning, uh, you know, you wouldn't want to mix certain energies simultaneously because that can create, you know, conflict. That's not going to create what you're looking for. Um, so if you're working, like, for an, for an example, uh, you, you could take set and, say, combine it with the Cali energy. Those coincide. Those work. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't take, yeah. So that's the only thing I would, I would say to be conscious of, you know, when doing that. So that, that's okay. important and that's critical. One more question. Do your personality has, have a lot to do with your, your energy? Hell the yeah. energies that you work with? So, Hell to the yeah. Being that that I have a bold type of personality, but I don't want to, I don't like fucking around with people, but I don't like injustice. And are those the type of energies that I need to try to go out there to work with to to build more with? Because, see, I'm trying to get into deeper magic. I feel like, you know, I want to go deep, but I want to go black. I want to go so much into the chaos until. There you go. Well, I'm going to say this. Um, just from hearing you speak, just from what you quickly described just now, I would say Kali is definitely manifesting in you. What I mean by that is Kali is against the bullshit. She's not about um, all this, you know, peace, love, and light bullshit. Yeah, Kali I like is that. about chaos. Kali is about destruction. But when I mean destruction, is destruct- she's about destroying the bullshit within ourselves and the bullshit that can affect us in and around us. She's about taking yourself and manifesting a stronger, more powerful (laughs) person than ever before. So she takes the the darkness, the abyss, the cast of ourselves, and makes strength out of it. She'll take that and create more strength or power out of it. So any weaknesses we feel we may have are turned into strength. That's Kali. As Brother uh, Beniti said earlier, Set or Satuk of ancient Kemet, he as well is manifesting and working with you because you have the isolated consciousness, which is about mastering the self, is about not being a part of the crowd, not holding hands and kumbaya bullshit. It's about being that isolated or that individual creating their life and their path as they live. Those two are manifesting with you. Like, I, like I, you can feel that strongly coming from you. But any other ones, like Brother Benini said, should complement you. Like what your personality okay. is should complement you or things that you feel that you're lacking in or want to increase in. Because um, if they conflict or let's say, for example, you're strong and powerful and this energy or archetype you decide to work with is too fluffy and too sweet and loving, that's not that's that's like counteracting your energy. You understand what I'm saying? Because it may make you soft instead of making you stronger. You understand? Yeah. So that's correct. That's that's the way I would look at it. 
manner, look at your personality in detail, okay, and yeah. see what are your strengths that you um, really manifest in everyday life. And then look at the things that you may be weak in or things that you want to work in, and you'll get your answer from there What which direction to work in. If you want to really go black or dark, you know, you do things like Kali, that's straight chaos. You do things like set, segment from Kent. Segment for sure. Segment for sure. Trust me when I tell you that. Right. Hey, you know it's weird you say that because that's the thought to come, and I didn't even know who it was. I tried to look it up, but that's the thought to come to me all the time. That name that you said, and the, the mm-hmm. another name, another name that came to me on a regular, and I just found out what it was with Leviathan. All this oh. stuff, it it, it <laughs> comes to me real strongly. But I was feeling bad because I don't really care about how other people feel. But I would never, never, ever take mine and project it on someone else. I just do me. So Listen, listen, do this real quick. I'm sorry, I got to interrupt this. You mentioned Leviathan. I'm telling you, do this. Get you, get you any, type of, any type of candle holder that that's, has the form or shape of a dragon. Trust me when I tell you this. Just get you. And... All you need to simply do, I would recommend uh, you take either a simple black or a red candle, um, something that you can put in there. And anytime you burn something in that candle holder, hold just focus on the energy of Leviathan. Trust me when I tell you. And that yeah. will definitely that will create a great abundance, more change for you. Trust me, do that. Trust me when I tell you that. Okay, you said dragons. Don't you know dragons are everywhere I go? It'd be, uh, and I never I could not figure it out. And I understand now, listen, I understand symbolism. I understand that symbolism is something that's trying oh. to tell me something that's always that's going to be. But the dragon comes everywhere. I mean, I travel everywhere now. I travel a lot. And this oh. dragon is, it, it, it will be in my face everywhere I go. It's the dragon. Do you so have anything? Guess, let me ask you this, though. Do you have anything in your place where you do your spiritual work? Do you have any symbols of dragons or anything like that on your altar? No, I don't. I, I really don't, to. but I, I do have those candles that you say. I burn candles mm-hmm. on a regular, and, I, and mm-hmm. I burn the herbs, and I do the herbs, and I do candles a lot. And I try to pull in symbolism when I feel that it's coming, but that symbolism right there kept coming to me, but I didn't understand it, and because I didn't understand it, I kind of rejected And as I rejected, it just multiplied. So I'm glad mm-hmm. you told me that. I did not want to ask that question because, it no, no, no. Like, yeah. It made me feel no, no, a little ignorant, no. but I'm glad. No, no, no. Work, that. work with that energy. That Leviathan power is is is, is strong because it deals with the Luciferian aspect of magic. So definitely put that on. Put that on your altar. And Sekhmet. The reason why I said Sekhmet, because Sekhmet, as we know, is the devourer, right? And that's basically what you are. You devour. And I say that in a good sense. It's the devourer of the gods, which is. When you read the text, we've talked about that on the show a couple of times. What that basically does, uh, you know, what it basically does is quite simply mean that didn't mean she physically ate the deities or the gods. It just basically meant she absorbed the energy of the deities and was able to use that power and energy. So I'm telling you, if you if you start putting implements on the altar, specifically segment Leviathan dragons, or just a symbol that's connected with that Leviathan energy, and I'm gonna tell you this too. Get you a pendant. Trust me when I tell you. You need to get pendant of either a serpent or a dragon and wear it on you at all times. Make sure you do that, too. Um, find something. 
And if there's nothing in particular, you don't have to find, there's no, whatever you find that you look at and it resonates with you and you say, yeah, that's, that's something I feel, I want to wear that. Trust uh-huh. me when I tell you. Cause, or charge it, though, obviously, before you wear it. But, yeah, start, start doing that. That'll take you into that dark shit. Trust me when I tell you. Okay, I got one more question because you said charge it before I start wearing it. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I, I'm very, I know this stuff kind of like naturally, but the terminology that you're using, I can't really put it with, what's the action with charging it? Just my thoughts? Well, the, yeah, your thoughts, your thoughts and cleaning it. A simple okay. cleansing. You could take you could take your herbs, any herbs that you use. Yeah. Just to say purify your environment. Um, and, and I would smudge it. Like what we recommend, like what that means basically is, you could take simple seawater and salt, you know, and sprinkle it on the, on the amulet. Um, you could take herbs and smudge it, fumigate it. Like if you're burning your herbs, just put the amulet above it and fumigate it. And while you're doing that, that's when you want to charge it with your thoughts. That's okay. when, like, you know, you can say as you're fumigating it with your herbs, you can say, you know, I want this to clear, clear you know, my path to success, you know, clear all obstacles mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, you know, just open those pathways and roadways. Another, yeah, well, we'll talk about that another time. But oh, I, I was, yeah, now there's something else that came up. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that another time. But take, okay. take, take that. That's when you want to charge because your mental thoughts, especially when you're charging an amulet, that's the whole purpose of doing it. Okay. Uh, anytime you're you're charging the amulets when you're working with it, but the the charging it, the physical part, the cleaning it, for lack of a better word, would just be again with. Uh, sea salt and water, and and then smudging it with you can do you can use incense, sage, herbs, whatever you feel is potent for you. But at that time of, of the actual charging process is definitely when you want to infuse it with your with the thoughts because that's what's going to infuse it with the energy for, for you know most out most definitely. Um, so yeah, that's what okay. I would recommend to you. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening. I, that's the first time I shared any of this with anybody. It was kind of weird, but I appreciate mm. you guys. No, nah, no, nah, no problem. There's nothing weird. You can share anything here. There's nothing weird here. Trust me no. when I tell you. No, it's just weird coming out of my mouth. These are usually my thoughts and actions, and I just don't, you know, put it out there with people. So that's the part that was a little weird, but it's all good. I appreciate you. Thank you very nah, much. No, we appreciate you too. You got it. All right, cool. All right, that was that was a good call. Uh, let me hold on. Stay tap. Hold on one second, brothers. Jeez. Holy crap! Seriously. Uh, yeah, man. Um, fucking Giants, man. I got one more shot, man. I'm sorry, sidebar people. It's an important game. Fucking blue one drive. Now they got 35. They don't stop me here. Games over, bro. It's fucking horrible, man. Anyway. Uh, but that was a good call because one thing I've noticed, and we talked about this last week, um, we're starting to get a lot more calls from people now validating experiences. Oh, they're going to get one more shot, brother, one more shot. They, mm-hmm. We're getting calls now from people validating their experiences, and that's a great thing. Um, and I don't know if people have noticed in the last four to five weeks, we used to get a lot of calls. Me, me, me brother Ravala Noon and Asar Gidi, we used to talk about this. I mean, with the shit we're talking about, there's no way you can just call and say, oh, it's just listening. It's just it's, it's fucking impossible. You know what I mean? So that's why we say in the beginning of the show, like, hey, you know, get get involved, dialogue. Uh, share your opinions and your experiences with us if you got questions. 
And, and again, it's not about agreeing with everything we say. We're not, we're not telling you to agree with everything that we say. Um, because you shouldn't agree with anything we're saying until you have that experience yourself. Um, and that's how you should approach every level of information. doesn't mean it's not, again, like Bonnie Loon, you were talking about in the very beginning, it's not a matter of right and wrong or what you like or you don't like, because as we said before, that's personal bullshit. That's irrelevant. Um, you might hear levels of information tonight that may not be true to you because you have not experienced it. So by all means, don't accept it, but I necessarily wouldn't write it off as being invalid. You understand what I'm saying? So, so by all means, have your own experiences. That's very important, and that's something we stress here. Uh, but, again, there's nothing weird here that you can't talk about, so let's stress that shit. Uh, so no matter what it is, trust me, we've heard it all and then some. Um, all right, let me slide over to the chat real quick. We'll take a few more, wrap this thing up in a couple minutes. Um, I don't really see anything new in the chat, so I'm going to skip that. Um, we'll just try to squeeze in a couple more calls here, and then we're going to call it a night. Uh, oh, let's bring in the sister. Let's see. Uh, let's bring in the sister here. Tired of listening to dudes and shit. The sister's bringing a little more energy tonight. Well, damn dudes and shit. That's a joke. A lady mystic, you're on the call. What's going on? Hi, how's it going? Everything's going good. How you doing? I'm doing excellent. I really am. I was uh, using some of the, uh, what's it called, Vans. Pure magic. I'm, I'm not quite sure of the uh, pronunciation. No, you said but, it right. You said that, that was uh, right. You said it right. And um, it it worked, and I was like, oh my mm. gosh. Well, I I wasn't thinking that it wasn't, but I never experienced it before. Okay. And um, basically, um, I just like pulled a little bit of someone else's uh, energy. I don't know exactly the foundation <laughs> or, or what have you. And then okay. I used it for myself and manifested what I wanted, and I was like, okay, I have to do this more often. <laughs> yeah, that's powerful. So, well, that's good. Yes. That's good to hear. Now, remember, yes. in that absorbing, uh, and I'm glad, I'm glad I didn't hear you say you got drained because sometimes when people use that particular system for the first time, they sometimes overabsorb and they can get drained. But I didn't hear you say that, and that's a good thing. Um, so you must have just took in just what you needed to, to get the results. Uh, so yeah. I would just be cautious. Uh, I mean, it becomes natural when you start doing it consistently. Um, but just be careful you don't intake too much because sometimes you can get very drained. It can be uh, overwhelming. But I didn't hear you say that. So whatever you did, you took in what you needed. Uh, so I just want to throw that in there. It's important. Right, right. I didn't make it to Florida, but I watched um, you all on uh on YouTube, and I really mm-hmm. enjoyed um, the sister. Thank you so much again, and uh, yeah. I'm going to have to definitely visit you all sometime because I'm up here in the cold in Minnesota, but that's okay. Oh, I'll shit, yeah. Yeah, it's cold um, up there. <laughs> yeah, it is. And then um, also, last week I was asking the question about um, like the light or um, different things. Anyway, I listened to the show and I really took that to heart and just kind of relaxed and just had like a peace and, and a balance. And what it was and what it is, and it still comes to me, is I've asked questions and the answers that I've been asking 
um, the knowledge, it'll just come to me. The answers will just come to me. And it's just phenomenal because I'm like, oh, my gosh. So uh-huh. I just I listen, and then I just begin to get answers to questions and different things that I've been having. And so uh-huh. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. This is really awesome. Right. And and I'm glad you shared that because, when, again, that's something we talked about. Uh, I'm not sure if you were on in the beginning of the call. Um, but that's something we talked about in the, in the beginning. When you start working consistently, one of the benefits you get, your awareness level increases. Um, you know what I mean? You just become, you start to be able to naturally perceive things on a higher level, mm-hmm. not just the basic. Mm-hmm. So that's right. what I'm hearing, as, you know, as you're saying that. And that's a great thing. And, and, and again, that's just more confirmation of, of getting more results. Definitely more right. confirmation right. of getting results. So, uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing because, um, hey, like I tell anybody, if you're doing something and it's working, don't 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 fix it. Keep doing what you're doing. Right, right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I love the show. I absolutely love it. It's really been helping me, and my life is just totally changing for the benefit and for the positive, at least for me. So I'm right. excited. I'm excited about what is to come, and I'm excited about what is going on right now. And, uh, yes, thank you again. You got it. We appreciate you calling. Have a wonderful night. Peace. You too. Manning. Manning's fucking garbage, man. Fucking what was that bullshit right there? Jesus Christ. I swear to fuck, man. That was terrible shit right there. Anyway. This is what happens when you try to fucking force shit to Beckham every goddamn down. Anyway, uh, all right, let's see. I think, uh, yeah, I think we're gonna wrap this thing up. Yeah, let's uh, wrap it up. But uh, uh some sister Sonia, she just had text me about the sister that called earlier. She just wanted to send a thanks to her as being a female um, sharing that experience. Um, so that's it's important again to hear. You know. Females, you know, sharing their their perspectives. Because unfortunately, sometimes you only hear it from men, and you know, you hear all this bullshit all over the place. Yeah, you know, it's, it's about raising the you know the, the females of God, this and that, blah blah blah. And you know, unfortunately, we don't get enough of representation of that. So it's good to hear, you know, people getting, you know, getting a chance to hear that perspective of it. So uh, good to hear that. Uh, so I think what we're gonna do is, uh, yeah, we're going to wrap this thing up for this evening. Um, Brothers, I don't know if you want to go ahead and uh, give uh, any closing comments. Uh, Go ahead. All right. um, This is Brother Ravana Noon. Thanks for tuning in. As always, do the work. Get your own personal experience. As you uh, listened and heard this evening, when you are able to experience things for yourself, there's a lot of growth. There's a lot of insight that happens within your life. So always do your best to get the experiences necessary and face and confront your fears, your doubts, your worries, your pains, your traumas, and wounds. Um, If you want to reach myself, 
You can reach me at Ravana, R-A-V-A-N-A-N-U-N, at Outlook.com. Once again, that's Ravana Noon at Outlook.com. Or you can reach me at Dark Occultist 99 on Google Plus. Um, <coughs> Dark Occultist 99 on YouTube. Um, I will try to put a new video up this week. I haven't done so in, a while, in a, about a few weeks. I've been a little busy, but there's several videos up there. Um, or um, you can reach me also through that YouTube channel. Peace. All right, appreciate it, uh, Brother Star. Anything you want to you want to give you information real quick? Close us out. Still there? Yeah. Go ahead, bro. Yeah. Um, well, Sargidi, if you want to contact me, you can contact me on Facebook at Sargidi, A-U-S-A-R-G-A-T-D-E. You can contact my email at Sargidi at yahoo.com. And uh, you can contact our page, Awakening Universal Minds, on Facebook. Questions, concerns, anything, hit that page. Peace. All right, appreciate it. Uh, Brother Bernini, you can contact uh, right here, the email address for the radio show. You can contact me. It's, excuse me, khnum19 at gmail.com. Again, that's khnum19 at gmail.com. Uh, you can go to my YouTube page, uh, Mother Nubia Inc. Uh, there's probably over 100 videos on there now. Um Links to the radio show right here. Uh, uh, there's archive uh, from a lot of classes we do down here in Miami. You'll see all that stuff on the YouTube page. Um, so definitely tune in there. Um, uh, we will have, uh, I'll get the dates for it. Uh should be the third, fourth week in January, which will be the next time we do a uh, ritual down here. We'll, uh, we'll get more information on that for the next couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, again, we appreciate everybody tuning in. I uh, know we couldn't get to all the calls tonight. Um, just didn't have the time to. Um, so we appreciate everybody tuning in. Appreciate everybody sharing their experiences and giving the feedback. Um, as as always, that's a that's a, a tremendous plus because you know it you know it helps you know validate a lot of the stuff that we're talking about when other people can come in and and share that experience. Uh, so having said that, again appreciate everybody tuning in, and we will see you next week, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on TalkShoe.com. Um, so we'll see everybody next week. Appreciate you tuning in. Peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.